This podcast is brought to you by High Dive. High Dive is your exclusive source for upcoming fall anime titles such as Girl in the Twilight, Bloom Into You, and more. Plus, you can make your anime addiction worse with a seven-day free trial over at highdive.com, and when you use the promo code AAA Podcast, you'll get 50% off your first months of service. So how about the anime addicts? Buy being one and head over to highdive.com right now. This podcast is also brought to you by JList.com. JList.com has brand new anime figures on pre-order. For those of you that are fans of figures, they have Atsuko Kagari from Little Witch Academia, Hinata from Yama no Susume, Dragon Ball Gals series Android 18, Chino from Is the Order a Rabbit, and hundreds, literally hundreds more figures over at JList.com. So go check that out and you can find yourself something pretty cool and you'll be one of the first of your friends to own some of these favorites. And now it's time to start the podcast. Okay, so Walking Meat just came out last season. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It released September 24th. It is a 20 minute movie. It is about people cooking and eating zombies. Sick. Oh, my God. Sign mm. me up. I might watch this God, <laughs> if I can find it. Awesome. I will have to watch this somewhere. <laughs> that, is how the, the, that is how the infection spreads. Hello? <laughs> it says humanity has grown a taste for zombies, stewed, sautéed, or squeezed. Dude, what a take! <laughs> Wait, I've never heard of a God. take like that before. That is so bizarre. <laughs> oh my I'm excited God. for a zombie cooking anime. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Everybody and welcome to the 442nd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Wherever you're listening from, whatever you're doing right now, thank you so much for making us a part of your day. It is a pleasure to have you. I am your host Mitsugi, and I am joined by a man, a man who yeah. is bustling with creativity. He just blew up his bedroom. His name is Enzo. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I did just demolish my bedroom, and so ha- I'm so happy to be here today. Let's do this podcast, guys. Let's dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we also have Mandy hailing in from Sim- from Cincinnati. Mandy is <laughs> is living the is living the sister love this week. She had lo- many adventures. Mandy, how are you uh, doing? What? <laughs> uh, uh, don't take sister love out of context. Sister time. <laughs> you know what? It's it's the good kind of love. <laughs> I'm doing good. I had a very busy week, but uh, it's good to be here. All right, and we're happy to have all of you watching live and listening from at home. If you want to go to our website, aaapodcast.com, we just got the website moved to a faster server and we got it optimized. So it's much faster and a lot more secure than it was over the last couple of weeks. And I do apologize for the for the for the disruption in service. We're 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 rolling again, so 
head over there. And if you want to head over and join us, join the Addicts, you can do it at aapodcast.com forward slash join. We just did a Hobby Addicts on Dungeons and Dragons and Mitsugi's, well, misadventures, I would call it. I don't want to give too many spoilers. But we do, uh, we do two of those a month. Four, actually, four of those a month. We also do two after parties and two hentai episodes. So you'll get eight extra exclusive podcast episodes per month, and you'll help this podcast continue to run the way that it has been for so many years. We're also, of course, over on Discord. You can get to our Discord from the top of the website. There's a Discord button, and you can join now. what is now cl- close to 800 people on the Discord channel. So that's yeah. a, definitely a, a continually growing community. And, of course, they we're also on Facebook and Twitter. So check us out on those places as well. Um, you know what? And also, I think you could follow... Uh, where do you guys want to be followed? Uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow me and see what I'm doing or eating, <laughs> just follow <laughs> my Instagram, which is at Enzo Badia, E-N-Z-O-B-A-D-I-A. And I just post all the shit that I work on and do there. Please follow me. Yay. Um, I'm on Twitter under Sequindy01. Uh, yeah, because... Like someone, like I've said a billion times, someone stole my name. So it's Sir Quindy Zero One. <laughs> and sorry, I didn't mean to make your your your, your time with your sister sound like a uh, a hentai. Oh a no, hentai I was like, <laughs> I was like, when we're on an anime podcast, it's gonna be like taken really, really like the wrong way. <laughs> Mandy and her sister, you guys watched lots of anime together and had lots of fun, you know, just spending time together. And I thought that was we nice, did. So. Yeah, we had we did a lot of things this past week. I, I don't get to see my brother very often, so the thought of someone else getting to spend time with their sibling is like very nice to me, so I was glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, I actually. feel the same way. So um, we have an announcement to make. Um, Enzo knows more about this than I do, but um, I'm going to lead off by saying that we have been invited by High Dive to participate with them in Anime NYC, which is an anime convention that's going to be in, as the name suggests, New York City, which is mm-hmm. the weekend of the 26th of November. We're actually going to be doing a, a, a panel um, under the High Dive name, which is going to be about Review Starlight and the influence that Ikuni has had on, on that anime. And, and uh, you will, you'll be able to find more about that later on the, on the Anime NYC website. But while we're at Anime NYC, we're also going to be doing a group. We used to do these big group events, like group dinners and stuff like that for, for fans of the podcast. So, Enzo, what do we have rolling this time? Yeah, so this time, during the weekend of the con, which is November 16th, I think, the, the weekend of the 16th, um, the Saturday on the 17th, we are reserving a big old karaoke room for all the addicts to come together oh, and sing some anime OPs. I picked a place called Japan's 38. They have all the songs. They have... I'm, yes, they have all yeah, the baby. songs, guys. They have all the songs. Mimits and the rest of us, we're going to get crazy. Oh. We're going to take our shirts off and shit. Oh, my God. It's a good fucking time. So, Last yeah, so to join, to, try to, see, to see all the details on the Facebook group of the podcast, I have pinned the event to the top. You have to be a member of the group to see the event. And just hit go, and we'll figure out some more specific details later on. But I'm trying to sing Hechala with all the fans in full screaming volume. It's going to be good. Last time I did karaoke, I walked up to the bar and I said, give me a, I said, give me a, a vodka Red Bull and a tambourine right now. And I got that damn tambourine. So I'm, I'm, I'm about to what'd you, what'd you sing with a tambourine? I don't remember. It was a bunch of people. <laughs> it was, that, that karaoke place was like a place where they have a million anime songs and Korean songs, et cetera, et cetera. But none of the people I, were, I was with actually cared about Asia whatsoever. They were mostly just wanting to sing like Don't Stop Believing" and the other like, you know, Western gotcha. hits. 
So, so I, they, yeah, so this this place also has like you know normal songs too, but yeah, they also have all the all the ops that we love. So yeah, so I would love to hang out with all the fans in my city in New York singing some nerdy ass songs. So hit hit go to the group, join the group. I'll approve your joining, and then if you want to go to the event, hit join. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy time. Gonna People crazy. are gonna be shocked by Mitsugi's wildness. You're you're yeah. you're you're about to see how a man who lived in who lived in Japan for two years does karaoke. It will involve nudity, <laughs> and there will be many hugs. So, show up if you want hugs. I mean, who who doesn't want hugs? I mean, you oh, said yeah. that's on Saturday at ten. Yeah. Saturday, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be late in the night because it's a whole bunch of con events that we have to go to and that we also want to go to. Yeah. Um. So that will it's gonna probably start like ten o'clock. Or 9:30 p.m. and then we're gonna have the room for about two to three hours. Um, it's gonna be great. Gonna be wild. So definitely, I think we'll keep mentioning that. But definitely head over to, head, head over to the Facebook group so you can be um, aware of all the information. So on this episode, we're gonna be talking about forgotten great anime of the past. This was another another topic that was suggested on the Discord. I can't remember who it was that, that suggested it, but I do apologize. But thank you so much for for being willing to suggest good topics. I think this is gonna be. Uh, an episode where you get to where you can like write down different anime that you hadn't seen before, and maybe you'll be introduced to some things that will you know kind of enhance your anime life, so to speak, because you'll get to see some some great shows that you didn't even know about. So I think that's going to be really good. And also, Steins Gate Zero, we're going to be doing a review on Steins Gate Zero, so that's always a big discussion whenever Steins Gate rolls around because of the popularity of that. So definitely a good episode coming up, guys, and maybe we'll have a couple surprises here and there for you as well. <coughs> so are we ready to roll? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> it's time for big news of the week. Ooh, this one's huge. It's a good one. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Go ahead. Go ahead, Enzo. All right. So one of the headlines that came out recently in this, in this week was Tokyo adopts ordinance banning discrimination against LGBT communities. And that is huge because Japan, everyone, which is a very conservative society. Mm-hmm. Um, a few points on the article is the anti-discrimination laws passed to protect the LGBT community ahead of the 2012 Olympics, um, which is actually very smart of them. Um, the goal of the ordinance is um, to realize that the Olympic Charter goal is yeah. to realize the Olympic Charter goal of respect for human rights. Um, and a quote from the article reads, the enjoyment of the rights and freedom set forth in the Olympic Charter shall be secured without discrimination of any kind, such as race, color, sex, sexual orientation, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or other status. Um, the ordinance will ensure equal enjoyment of human rights. Um, as, and that goes hand in hand with like the, the use of public spaces and parks and things like that to improve access for same-sex couples in situations such as hospital visits. Um, stipulate it'll this will stipulate disclosure of names of groups, individuals promoting hate speech, um, and if deemed a violent um, a violation of human rights. And it'll improve, it'll just improve the understanding of the LGBT community. And the government plans to set up a centralized consultation center for LGBT people to offer various forms of support for sexual minority groups. That is very dude, awesome to read. Dude, they opened, so they were like tiptoeing towards this in the past, and now I feel like they just opened the floodgate and they're like, boom. All that, a lot well, of the things good. you wanted, here they are. <laughs> 
So yeah, sounds like sounds like you know it's just it's just it's it sounds like a step forward in protection against just like outright discrimination and but also protection and like providing safe places, which is great, you know. Um, I it was mentioned that this was to go ahead of the twenty twenty games. Uh, are we confident that they're gonna still keep up with this after the Olympics? I think it would be so rude to just take that. It would be so yeah. I mean, I so can't, messed up. I can't guarantee anything, but I mean, it was just a thought. I just yeah. hope that it stays that way. <laughs> I I also want to credit the Olympics because the fact that this is like in the in the Olympics is bylaws or whatever, and Japan is very excited to get the Olympics because they've been turned down for Summer Olympics a few times now. They're they're obviously taking it very seriously and they're trying to like go by the book to a T. And part of that is you know, the the enhancement of human rights and wherever the Olympics mm-hmm. is held. So, you know, it's it's great on Japan for being open minded and doing that this kind of thing, but it's also a big check mark in my opinion in the in the in, in the corner of the Olympics itself because the the Olympics is such a like a globally uniting event, or at least it's supposed to be, that it's really I nice agree. to see it like working. Like this worked and they did what they it's it accomplished what they what they had as one of their missions as having the Olympics in the first place. So it's good that like, you know, the Olympics and Japan kind of came together and made it happen. So it took, it took, takes both of them, right. To make it happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so people should be excited about that. <coughs> so. Anything? Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up. You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. Okay. So. This was pretty cool. I saw this and I thought of Mandy. Anime, mm-hmm. anime Japan 2019 has launched a most wanted anime adapta- adaptation poll. So Anime Japan is a really huge Ooh. convention that happens in Japan. It happens at, anime, at um, Tokyo Big Site in, in, on Odaiba Island, the same place where they have Comic Cat. And it's one of the biggest anime conventions in the world. And this year, they're having a poll that will allow people to vote for mangas that they would like to see ad- adapted into anime and i don't know how i don't know if there's any kind of track record of this actually working and getting anime adapted adapted or not but they want they're taking nominations until the end of october for the uh for the event so if you are a person who wants to make your own nominations you can do that until the end of october and the only the only the only sort of stipulations are the manga have to be something that was published within the 2018 calendar year, and it cannot have previously been adapted into anime at any point. So Mm -hmm. this can't be like a sequel or something. Uh, I also noticed on it that it mentioned no OVAs, no movies, so like no live actions. It has to be completely like not adapted into anything at all. So pure pure source material only. Right, like, like, Like only source material exists for this thing. Right. Correct, okay. So I thought, while we're here... And we're an anime podcast, and we have we have Mandy, who's like the mother of manga. <laughs> and I thought, why why don't we do like a live nomination right now, and we'll submit a nomination on behalf of the podcast to the event. And then who knows? Maybe wouldn't it be crazy if the one that that like got if, nominated by us got picked? That would be so. That awesome. would be insane. That would be. That'd be pretty awesome. Insane. It would be awesome. It would um, be awesome. So so what do you so, I... so what's your nomination? Have you decided on something? Man, it took me so long. Like, I was looking through all the stuff that I'm currently reading, and there it's 
that's so it's so hard to find something that hasn't been already adapted into something right. because so many of them already have some sort of adaptation and it was also really difficult for me to um find ones that were still currently publishing you know they didn't finish like uh years ago so like no 20th century boys stuff like that right. so it was really difficult. My choices right now that I'm going between, and of course this is all just for me, <laughs> things that I enjoyed. Right. Uh, I went, man, I was debating To Your Eternity or To You the Immortal, which is also written by the woman who did um, Silent Voice. And okay. another one was Dungeon Meishi, because I, I love that I love that series so much. <laughs> or Delicious in Dungeon, which is like a sort of D&D campaign type world where... Uh, they go into dungeon and cook and eat monsters, <laughs> but so I'm I'm going to probably put into your eternity because I think that would make more sense. I think dungeon may should be really hard to adapt into an anime. All right, to your eternity, and who's the author of to your eternity? That would be oh, if I pronounce this wrong, I'm so sorry. Yoshitoki Oima. Oima. And do you want me to put it in? Yeah, you can put it in. I was writing it in, okay, but cool, feel cool, free cool. to do it. It's probably quicker if you do it anyway. So I'm also like pulling up all of the like kanjis for like their okay. names. So I can just copy. And okay, paste well them. then you should, yeah, go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and feel free. So yeah, I, I thought it was cool, you know, because I mean, I personally don't know a lot about manga. Um, I haven't. Yeah, neither do I. I've read. I've read. I have. There are manga in my mind because I've read them. I. It's probably less than thirty, but I have read manga <laughs> in my life. But I'm not. I'm not some big expert on manga. So, but we do have somebody who who is who is somewhat of an expert on manga, I would say. So, why not? Why not do it? And I know there. Are, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go. Oh, I know there are other series that um, are really popular that could have definitely earned a nomination, but the problem is I haven't read them yet. <laughs> There's a lot of them that don't have like uh, official trans like English translations yet. Like I was thinking, B stars or B uh, B stars. I think that's how you pronounce it. Because that one's really popular, but I haven't read it yet. Well, you know, you can't read everything. I know. If you read everything, then you'll have nothing to look forward to. So I got to put in my residence. I guess I'm just going to lie and say I live in Tokyo. If you go to the bottom, it says <laughs> other. There's an other at the bottom. Yeah. So you can pick other. Oh, there is another. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. So, okay. So we're going to submit to your eternity to the nomination list. And I swear, if like two years from now, to your eternity gets made into an anime, I'm going to be like, that was us. <laughs> we nominated that. <laughs> so, I want to credit. I want a credit on the screen, please. Thank you. Well, I mean, in fairness, you know, we predicted the ice. We we predicted your we we predicted Yuri on ice, and we predicted the the archery show. So I don't know. Maybe someone's listening. Probably not. Maybe someone's maybe they listening. Are. It could be. Hey, man. hey it, it could, could be. be. Listen, we got we're global. You know, you know what I'm saying. While Mandy is submitting her nomination, I'm gonna Done. I'm gonna launch up. Oh, Mandy's done. It's official. To your mm-hmm. eternity That's into it. the ether. To your eternity we'll, will be made soon. Allow it to happen, please. <laughs> so. Something else that was fun that I saw, and you guys should click on the link I put in the doc. It's the, it's in like the green color. I was just looking at this. Like this, this is really so happen? cool. There has been a rash of professional athletes celebrating Dragon Ball in, live on television in front of millions of people. So this has happened maybe two or three times now, and this oh last God. one was the most Sick. obvious. So the Cleveland Browns tight end Darren Fells. And David Njoku, who both play for the Cleveland Browns, scored a very long touchdown in a game recently. And when, and what do they do in the end zone? They they sort of run up to each other, give like a head nod, and they straight up do the fusion dance from Dragon Ball in the end in the end Whoa. zone. 
with and they and you can tell they know it because they're even doing like the little like like feet the, the steps. Leg, the leg lift. They did the leg lift, dude. Too. They did every bit of it, and like their fingers don't touch because so they're probably gonna turn into some like amorphous blob or something. But it's like anime is becoming more popular. It is like a professional athletes who are idols to a lot of people in the in like the you know in, in common culture are going to be like promoting anime. This is how it starts. You know, like anime 10 years from now could become like a mainstream thing. And this is like, this is how it begins. So if you want to see this, it's, it's so obvious. It's definitely the fusion dance. 100%. Oh no. A hundred percent is the fusion dance. There's no, there's no doubt there. Absolutely. And I'm just like, these guys, these like highly paid professional athletes, these like 200 and 250 pounds, six foot six tight end, is like doing the fusion dance, and it's just I don't know. It was so awesome. I had to put it down as like a note Dude, that's because so sick. I, I did it so not much. even I, that didn't come up on my social media at all. And I follow a whole bunch of um, like sport accounts. Crazy. There was I la- it. that's awesome. Last year during the NBA season, I can't remember which player it was, but there was a player who was seen watching Dragon Ball on his iPhone while he was getting like a massage on the sideline before a game. And I'm like, this guy's watching Dragon Ball on the sideline. Like it was, it's just awesome. So. You know, you never know. It's uh, becoming more popular. So You never know who's an anime addict out there, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Uh, now that we've had all that fun stuff, should we move on again? Yeah, let's move on. Let's do it. <laughs> it's time for hot new anime releases. And I, speaking of boy, I want you to know something. <laughs> Very important. Yes. Are you okay. ready? I'm not yeah. wearing pants right now. Ooh, mm. neither am I. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god, dude. This is fantastic. This is pantastic. <laughs> pantastic. I, I am wearing my I'm Woo! I'm in my Tommy John boxers. You can't see them because my waist is below camera, so you can't actually see it. I'm sorry, everybody watching live who wants to see my, my boxers, but I am not wearing pants, and I want you to know that. I think that's important. <laughs> New anime releases. There's a bunch of stuff here. Who wants to kick it off? Oh my god, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. So, um, an original anime for Shikizakura has been announced. It is a sci-fi drama, which is cool because we don't get those a lot. Um, it's actually kind of on brand with how with the fact that we're reviewing Steins Gate today, too. That's true. Um, yep. So, it'll be 12 episodes. Um, the production will wrap up in 2020, or by 2020. The director is Shinya Sugai. Um, I think he or she, I don't, I don't even know if it's a he or she, but they... Worked on Walking Meat, I believe. I don't, I don't know what that is, but... Was oh, that the studio? Walking, Walking Meat? Walking Meat. I'm going to look I've this never up. heard that up. before. Yeah. But anyway, the animation production um, is by Sublimation, which does Love Live Sunshine, That's Ghost right. in the Shell Rise, um, also in conjunction with Chukyo TV. And there's, there's, no, synops- there's no synopsis there's quite not. yet. But this image, on the, this image that they have for this property... So far, it looks pretty cool. Dude, it looks I awesome. Like the, I like the colors. I like the... F- <laughs> I never say this, but I like the font of the kanji. Isn't Me too. Weird? It's very like it's yeah, very like it's, futuristic and high-tech looking. It is. It is. It is. So again, this anime is called Shikizakura. All one word, Shikizakura. Um, and the picture looks really cool. I think this is going to be one of those sci-fis like um, like Guilty Crown, where like, uh, like Guilty Crown's story is kind of, you know, 
whatever but the aesthetics are really cool and so far the aesthetics and this image are hit are doing it for me it looks great so yeah so assuming like you know this production is is wholesome and has like all the parts working i'm excited listen i'm a sci-fi geek yeah it's all the comic books i read are all sci-fi so bring it man i hope it's good yeah it's pretty far out so there's no synopsis of course but like the image is it's got like the silhouette of all these different characters standing on a street and the and the whole scene is bathed in like this blue light that's coming from what I would call a giant moon up in the sky, and there's a beam of light going yes. down from the moon into like a temple that's way back in the background. Oh, I didn't actually. I didn't even realize that was the moon. And so you just, I thought that was just a, wow. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a beam. Yeah, no, that that. Well, either it's the moon or a giant orb of light. Something. In the sky. It's something. Yeah, and it's but, beaming down to where these people are standing. And there's some very like the blue and the red tones on the image really kind of make it pop. So I think they they did a. Hey, this is the first image I think. So they did a really great job of giving a first impression. I would say. So I'm kind of excited. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to wait okay, so... two damn years to figure out what it is, but yep. <laughs> okay, so Walking Meat just came out last season. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it released it, September 24th. It is a 20-minute movie. It is about people cooking and eating zombies. Sick. Oh, my God. Sign me mm. up. I might watch this. God, <laughs> if I can find it. Awesome. I will have to watch this somewhere. <laughs> that, is how the, that, that is how the infection spreads. Hello? <laughs> it says humanity has grown a taste for zombies, stewed, sautéed, or squeezed. Dude, what a take! <laughs> Wait, I've never heard of a take God. like that before. That is so bizarre. Oh my I'm excited God. for a zombie cooking anime. Absolutely I'm watch bizarre. This. Okay, this next one. This next one I think is going to be a big deal. I just have a feeling it will be. Um, there's a anime. There's a there's a live action anime hybrid show coming out, which is really a bizarre mm. bizarre concept. Called high, called Dimension High School, that is going to it is a, the show's story centers around five high school boys who are taking remedial classes when they suddenly are sent across dimensions into an anime world. This, oh, sh- wait, <laughs> that's actually whoa. pretty awesome. <laughs> so like, I, I I think they're I'm sure they're going to be like idols or like very like you know uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing young men. Is what I'm think guessing. That's like that's how I took it from the article. Because if you read the actual article, it has their pictures, and they all look like you know, like gorgeous pop pop idol type guys. Um, so picture all these guys. Picture like the cast of InSync being sucked into an anime, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're animated, and and um, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna bridge between these two worlds. So they're gonna be jumping back and forth. I'm guessing between live, live action, action and, and animated, anime. which is kind of cool. Okay. That's awesome because so here's here's why I like this because. I mean, the cynical, the cyn- the cyn- the cynic in me is saying fifty percent chance this just flops and it's the worst idea I've ever seen. However, I like it a hundred percent because this is Japan doing some 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 new shit. That's and right, need, it's creative. I want I want and I want to see you know Japan's anime you know circle just like just like try just try stuff you know. So if if this is cool. Super, super dope. Yeah. Because this is, yeah, because like, because imagine a really good story with like five uh, of the cast of like a live action cast, and then it's also a good anime at the same time. That's awesome. Well, and plus the character designer for the animated characters is is Izumi, who did the designs for Tolkien Nanbu. So, mm-hmm. which who have really hot guys. Yeah. So I'm like super hot. What I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is prepare for hotness, <laughs> like steamy anime boy butts. So so um. 
Yeah, this would be really interesting. It kind of reminds me how they did the Dad of Light anim- or show. It was a drama yes, about yeah. um, a boy and his dad uh, bonding over Final Fantasy. Oh, so then they uh, Final Fantasy Online. So they would show parts of them like in the game and then like them bonding in the real world. So it'd be kind of interesting if it's sort of like that. I guess this is an isekai, though. So that'd be very interesting. It's, it's to sort see, of like, is. This is a live-action isekai, right? <laughs> but to see like the parts where it's in our world, like have them like actual like actors, no. and I think it'll also bring in a lot of potentially new anime fans because oh my god, yes. I guess the girls who are fans uh, or women or anyone really who's a fan of that actor. So of course going to come and check out the anime. So that'd be interesting. But, but let me ask a question. So if if they get transported into, <clears throat> let's say they get transported from real life into the exact replica of their actual world, but just animated, is it still an isekai? Like let's say it's not a, it's not a fantasy world. Let's just say like, as I'm podcasting at this moment, I suddenly became animated. Is that still an isekai, or is that just? Well, be... I so here, so here's the thing. I if. If you get sucked into a world that is a replica of your world, but yours animated, however you're aware that you're in a different universe, yeah, that's an isekai. Okay, so now that we've now that now that we've established that, I'm gonna run through the five main characters because the fact that these are all like gorgeous guy characters kind of makes me feel like they matter. So otherwise, I don't know. One looks like a little kid. <laughs> yeah, the blue-haired wow. one is a. Uh... A small yeah. boy. You just got to figure that that they they must be well known popular actors because if they weren't, they wouldn't do this, right? So right. they are. Their names are Ta- Takumas uh, Zaiki, Shohei Hashimoto, Takahide Ishii, Takeo Otsuka, and Toshiyuki Someya. So if that's if any of those names like ring a bell to anybody listening, they're going to be the char- the cast of this show. So and they're going to have their their anime equivalent. I'm guessing when they're animated, they're going to be doing voice acting. So. Mm-hmm. And this is going to come out January of 2019, so you're not going to have to wait very long. It's going to be here before you know it. So I'm very, ex- I'm very excited for it. Just on prem, just on idea yeah, alone. I agree. I'm probably going to watch this. it. I think it sounds super cool. Um, you know, I don't care that it's pretty boys or whatever. Like this is, this sounds like a fresh idea, and I'm always like exactly. begging anime, do something fresh, do something fresh. So that's what they're, that's what this is. So they're, they're trying something new, and who knows? Maybe this will create like a whole new genre. You just don't know. It could be, it could be, be really wild. cool. But there's another one coming out called Manga Nande Koko ni Sensei ga in English. Uh, Why the hell are you here, teacher? Which is a it's <laughs> it's an etchy school comedy manga that is directed by the chief director is Hiraku Kaneko, who directed Seikon no Quasar, and the character designer is Kuzuhiko Tamura, who worked on Kyokai no Rin by studio by Tier Studio. Kana Kojima is rep is reputed among the students as Kojima the Demon for her scary demeanor. In front of Ichiro, however, she always appears as airheaded and clumsy. Consequently, they find themselves in perverted situations in the men's bath, toilet, swimming pool, school infirmary, and elsewhere. So I know of that course. Mm, of course. Of <laughs> course. So and the picture has like a very very hot teacher. Volu- her boobs are teacher. definitely eating that laptop or whatever Dude, she that has. That laptop is not surviving for more it than is, three seconds. It's under destroyed. There. <laughs> I would yeah, like that. It's gone. Would it be? Would it be going too far to say that I would like to have her boobs eat my face? No. No, I think okay. that's logical. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Uh, if I could just be that laptop for one minute. So she's definitely <laughs> a banging hot teacher type character. Um, and, I, and this is the kind of show, you know, it's not necessarily our cup of tea always, but so, there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to be into this. 
So, I mean, I'll definitely watch episode one because I like Etchy. Etchy's uh, so weird to me. Like, I am so over it. But like, if it's really funny, like really funny, like I, I, I I'll, I'll entertain. Okay. Well, maybe mm-hmm. you will be entertained. Maybe I will be. Are you not entertained? Hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> we also you, you, you've seen the Gladiator, right? Yes, of course. Okay. So <laughs> all right. So um, moving on to uh, to trivia. Who does anybody want to take over for or take over for trivia? The Pope should do this one. You, do you really think so? <laughs> yeah, like I do. in Pope voice, or just you want me to do it? Do it. You know what? Do it. Give the give the fans some Pope voice real quick. It's been a while. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Give it. Give it to the people. Give it to the people. There it is. Mm, there it is. This week in trivia, we have unto the evaded the moe plight that has infiltrated our world and your souls. For Tanuki themselves are not inherently moe, and the answer to this week's trivia is indeed Palm Poco, directed by Isao Takahata, a fine representative of the Church of Mitsuki. And the correct answer, the winner for the week is Full Melt Metal Alcoholist? Hmm. <laughs> And the month's winner is Frosty Moon, whom, whom has been offered a prize, but now unto thee I say that perhaps for you the greatest prize of all would be to become an acolyte in the church of Mitsugi, and you could, mm-hmm. and you could with me become evil. Mm-hmm. You could become evil against the Moe plight. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the correct answers to give some love to our. Uh, the people that answer the questions correctly are Lady Greybush, Midnight Crow, Full Metal Alcoholist, uh, Gup Squatch, Karate Failure, Nisiko Maiko, Chibi Rob, Nell1876, Icy Rose, Eris, Golden Jedi Link, The Almighty One, Frosty Moon, Craftimus, Otaku Cop, Fio, and Mitsugi's Right Toe. Weird. <laughs> Man, <laughs> your right toe answering trivia while you're sleeping. I don't understand why. <laughs> why, God. Just picturing Mitsuki's right toe just like on the internet. <laughs> Man, why the right? Why not the left? Why not the left? I, <laughs> I didn't even know my toe had... My toes aren't very dexterous, so I couldn't... I can't actually imagine them being able to type anything, so that was that's a little odd. Well, but, it did, so... <laughs> But yeah, well, again, the winner for the month is uh, Frosty Moon. So congratulations, and Congrats. Um, you have already been emailed about your prize. It, uh, it'll probably be something fabulous, like a, you know, uh, like a new, car a new car or a trip to Hawaii or something <laughs> like that. So I know you're excited, but please, please, the new the new trivia theme is anime from the '80s, and I see that as we speak, the people that have been answering this are very small in number, and you are clearly struggling with this question. So head over to the website aapodcast.com take a shot at the trivia and uh, maybe you'll be able to answer it and win something now get me off the hook here who wants to do the uh, the in-show trivia question right. I can do it okay alrighty so our in-show weekly trivia question that we will answer after the break is after a mysterious earthquake levels Tokyo Janam becomes a powerful influence providing their artificial organic life forms called boomers to rebuild and act as a labor class to humanity and the question is, what is that anime? We will answer it after the break. You better stay tuned, because when we come back, we have Mandy's Manga Minute. And we've got our main topic, which is forgotten great anime of the past. So don't go anywhere. And we'll be back in a minute.
Hey, all you wild and crazy anime fans out there. Mitsuki's here, as always, and it's time to deliver to you a dose of your anime news. Leading us off today, Studio Ghibli's museum is always pumping out new content for fans of the museum and fans of the movies. And now they're going to be showing a new exhibit that focuses on how the directors Miyazaki and Takahata work together to bring color into their shows and movies. The exhibit will be called Eiga o Nuru Shigoto, and it's going to launch in November 17th. It's going to have examples of painted animation cells and other objects from various works, including Spirited Away and Ponyo, from color designer Michio Yasuda. So the staff explains that back in the day, directors' demands for color in their shows were a little bit more difficult to meet because of the lack of CGI and digital paint techniques that are currently used in the animation industry, and it shows how the staff had to interpret Miyazaki or Takahata's visions using these limited resources. So if you're a fan of art or a fan of the how animation was produced back before the use of computers, this is a pretty cool exhibit that's going to be starting in November, so you might want to get tickets, tickets to the museum so you can go check it out. Next up, My Hero Academia is getting a rather large-scale exhibit in Sunshine City, Ikebukuro. The exhibit will be covering all three seasons of the anime so far, and unlike most exhibits, this one is going to be focusing on the areas and the scenes that took place in the anime itself. So once you're in the exhibit hall, you're going to be getting into areas that show scenes from the anime, including a room with stands of the main characters from Class 1A that are all lined up in a row greeting the visitors. They also have scenes from inside the schools. They have, they have also classroom scenes and battle scenes. They have scenes where, where people can shoot lasers out of their navels and all kinds of crazy things. But there are going to be some spoilers at this My Hero Academia exhibit, so if you have not seen the anime yet or haven't seen all of it, beware of spoilers because they are having different scenes set up from the anime, so there may be spoilers throughout the exhibit. Next up, Cells at Work has been praised by oncologists and other doctors for its depiction of these cancer cells in the human body. Cells at Work being the new anime that came out produced by David Productions, an adaptation of Akane Shimizu's manga, Cells at Work. Well, this series has blended education and, and, and entertainment in an engaging way, and of course, this is also being interpreted a different way now for the future. Cells at Work's official website is having downloadable content for educators and medical staff to help teach people the functions of the human body. So these packets will cover both the body's natural cells that appear in the anime and others as well. Content can be distributed for educational use, probably for the public, so people can learn more about the human anatomy and how their own bodies work. So I think that's a pretty interesting effort by the Cells at Work production committee. Next up, we have some top five manga sale, top five Blu-ray DVD sales in Japan for the week of September 24th through the 30th. Top Blu-rays. Number five is Sword Art Online Alternative, Gun Gale Online Volume 4, Cinderella Girls, Geki Job, Third Season Volume 2 comes in at number four. Number three is Persona 5 The Animation Volume 4, Free Dive to the Future Volume 1 comes in at number 2, and by a fairly large margin, Code Geass Hangyaku no Lelouch 3 Odo comes in at number 1 on the list. So, some pretty familiar titles topping the most popular Blu ray and DVD sales list here, but it's good to see some old staples are still popular and are being successful. This is Mitsugi, and of course, this was your anime news break, and now it's time to get back to the podcast. Mandy? I've got a great idea. All right, let's hear it. Okay, what if, now hear me out, what if we did additional episodes? I'm talking hobby addicts, after parties, 
maybe even hentai episodes, if you're nasty. Well, I mean, we already do all of those. Hold on, what? Yeah, we've been doing that for, like, years. How did I not know about this? Um, you've been in, like, a ton of those episodes. Come on, Mandel. My name is Mandy. Okay, okay, Medward. You know I don't pay attention to things like that. Like, yourself, speaking? Huh? Well, I'm glad now we're making millions off these extra episodes. Actually, there are only like a couple bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah, if you go to aaapodcast.com slash join, you can sign up to get access to all of our extra podcast goodness for just a few bucks a month. Whoa, that is a steal. All right, so where do I go to sign up? I just told you. aaapodcast.com slash join. And besides, you're in those episodes. Huh? Just, just go to aaapodcast.com slash join already. When it comes to Pokemon, don't mess with Kazuo. I was in sixth grade and I had Pokemon on my Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I think, at the time. I was in gym class and we're in the locker room and I'm getting changed. This kid runs by, grabs my Game Boy, and bolts. <gasps> and so I never got it back. Kid stole my Game Boy with my Pokemon in it. So, in sixth grade, uh, one of my electives, I was a teacher's assistant. This kid had that teacher. So I basically went, allegedly, went into the computer and wrecked all of his grades <gasps> yes. and oh found his locker combination because the teacher keeps a record of all that. Broke into his, allegedly, broke into his <laughs> locker, stole all of his Pokemon cards, which he had a ton of. And took all of his textbooks and threw them away. I think he assumed it was me. We did end up getting to, into a fight later on. <laughs> and he beat his ass? Yeah, yeah, I got into a lot of fights in school. He beat that kid's ass, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, used to fighting. Back to the show. Welcome back to the 442nd episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. We had ourselves... Hello. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm doing all right. During the break, <laughs> I ate a Chewy bar, and I'm feeling mm, happy now. Jealous. I ate a little brownie. <laughs> well, there's, there will be another news break. You have another yeah, shot at yeah, it. you're right. You're right. You're so. right. So we had an intro trivia question. Who would like to read the I question I will volunteer. Again? So, once again, the initial weekly trivia question, which we asked before the break for you to think about, was after a mysterious earthquake levels Tokyo, genome becomes a powerful influence providing their artificial or- organic life forms called boomers to rebuild and act as a labor class to humanity. The question was, what anime was this? And the answer is Bubblegum Crisis, which I actually knew. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Bubblegum Crisis is a, is a really good it anime. It is. It's fun. It's fun. So, and I went back and watched a pretty good portion of the original not that long ago, and it's it, it's also really good. So, but um, the one that I grew up on was was Tokyo Twenty Forty, which is like you know, yeah, I, I feel I, it's one of those shows I feel fondly about. You know how you watch things when you're a kid, and you always look back and you're like, I love that Definitely. so much. So, it's really good. <clears throat> All right, so we now have Mandy's Manga Minute, and I should say, yeah, a very special edition of Mandy's mm-hmm. Manga Minute. Let's go. Shall we begin? We're in spooky month. That's right. So all for uh, all for October, I'm going to do a spooky horror manga each week. Nice. Shall we get Shall we get it rolling? Let's do it. 
Alrighty, so for Mandy's Manga Minute October edition, I am going to tell you about a manga that you may or may not have heard of and hopefully help you find something new to read. In this month, or this week, not this month, this week, I am doing I Am a Hero. Insecure 35-year-old Hideo Suzuki is forced to work as a mangaka's assistant when his own uh, series fails due to low sales. As he struggles through a mundane life plagued by hallucinations, he comes to realize that his relationship with his girlfriend isn't that great, suspecting that she may be cheating on him with her ex-boyfriend. After confronting her about the possible affair, however, Hideo feels bad about his inquisition and decides to visit her house to apologize. But the world as he knows it is about to be overturned. At first, not much seems to have changed, but he soon realizes that society has become a living nightmare as a horrifying... <laughs> as the horrifying reality of what is taking place around him finally begins to sink in. I Am a Hero is a psychological horror written and illustrated by Kengo Hanazawa. It was nominated for the 3rd, 4th, and 5th Manga Taisho Award and was the winner of the 58th uh, Shogakukan Manga Award. It is a finished series with 22 volumes available and 7 omnibus volumes are currently available in English and still publishing in English. Uh, there's also a live-action movie that has been released in 2016, and I am currently working through the first omnibus, but I'm very intrigued by this work. Uh, the art takes more of a realistic approach to the character designs as plenty of gory moments. The story does start off a little slow, uh, introdu introdu taking its time to introduce you to the main character, and then it turns into an insane zombie survival manga when, uh, with a main character who almost feels like a side character. He's not remarkable, lacks leadership skills, and rather weak, but yet his name is spelled with the kanji for hero. So, mm. the, so far, the manga has kept uh, sort of like an unreliable narrator vibe for me, and I'm interested to see where it goes. And I really like the way that it's formatted. There are some pages in this omnibus where it has like a double page of a, uh, image of a zombie crawling and then you flip to the next one it's closer and you flip to the next one and all of a sudden it's up in your face i really like it when horror manga does that so uh yeah check that out if it sounds interesting we're currently reading this for manga club and uh we will be discussing it on october 17th uh 10 p.m eastern time in the discord you could not have found creepier music that sounds like something that they... <laughs> god so i think silent hill 2 traumatized me in the, especially in the portion where you're like way down like in the fourth basement and you're like down there in the hospital <gasps> and there, and there's like the pyramid, head? pyramid heads down there I about crapped my pants when I was a little kid that music reminds me of that because that game has some ridiculous sound effects I think that wasn't really, it great though when you like oh um uh, when you get uh pyramid heads like big cleaver that game Silent Hill 2 is amazing that game really yeah, it is, is freaking terrifying that might be the scariest game I've ever played I love it Oh, man, I'm gonna have nightmares now. Pyramid head's scary. You're welcome. You only have to deal with deal with this for uh, three more weeks. <laughs> All right, we actually have a really good horror show on this list. We're gonna be talking about forgotten great anime of the past. I think the point of this is to highlight some of the better shows. Not. They're not all. They're not the best shows, but it's just some of the better shows out there that are from you know past years. Some of my, some of the ones I picked were really old. Some of the ones I picked weren't that old. But shows that I, in my perception, didn't get quite as much love, and people that are listening might not even have heard of them. And so there's a really good opportunities here to highlight some of these and give you an opportunity to like make a little list, and you can go and you can hunt these down and enjoy them and have a really good experience. So 
Um, I want to kick it off with a really cliche one that I've mentioned like 300 times, but I'm, I, ha I can't leave it out of the topic. It's, uh, it's Future Boy Conan. Future Boy Conan is a 26-episode animated series that was done in 1978, so you know it's not really on people's minds right now, that is done by Hayao Miyazaki and also Isao Takahata worked on it. So you've got these two legendary anime directors working on this property, and it's, it's about a post-apocalyptic world, surprise, surprise, from Miyazaki, right? In which a boy named Conan has like superpower superpowers for the most part. He's not like flying around and shooting lasers, but he has like really strong. He's really strong, and has a really pure heart. And basically, you're going on an adventure with him in a world where the where the remnants of humanity are still trying to claim like weapons of mass destruction for their own for their own. And you have Conan, who clearly represents nature in this in the in this show, is trying to like sort of in his own sort of pure-hearted, peaceful way, fight against these or this evil organization that is still trying to repeat the mistakes that humanity went through in the past. And um, there are some really, truly, like, memorable moments that'll, like, really grab you from this show. And Future Boy Conan is... I, I can't imagine peop that many people have it on their mind, considering it's, what, like, 40 years old now? So, I mean, it's 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 older than probably most of our audience. So... I would say that uh, if you want to, and it and it looks really good, and the music is the music is nice, and it's kind of just an enjoyable feel anime that'll make you feel good. So I really recommend giving Future Boy Conan a shot. So I have to put that at the top of my list because it's I'm always thinking about it. Yeah. What you um, got? Are, are we just going down the list, or should we just shout something out? Let's jump around because like <clears throat> a lot of the ones at the top are mine, and I don't want to hog everything. Oh no, that's fine. Um. So yeah, a lot of mine aren't really, really old. Uh, I I try not to pick anything that was like within like the past couple of years. Yeah, right. That's that. Yeah, I did uh, So I put uh, Kaiba on mine, which is um, an anime anime by Masaki Yuasa, and I don't feel like I've heard anyone talk about it aside from uh, somebody recommending it to me on the Discord. So. Uh, Kaiba was really interesting. It's a very, very unique uh, yeah. art style, of course, by Yuasa. <laughs> it looks kind of like an acid trip fever dream. But um, it there's something about it that reminds me a little bit, tiny bit of um, Ghost in the Shell. And it's a, it's mm. a uh, concept that I find very fascinating, which is where you can put your memories, like all the people in this world can put their memories in like little chips and very few people have like their original bodies. They can put their memories into a new body and uh, some people who are poor actually sell their bodies away and just store their memories in chips, hoping that one day they'll have a body again. And it's really... I find that really fascinating because then it, of course, brings up questions like what makes you you right. if your body isn't like part of you? Is it just your memories? If you can like duplicate your memories, does what makes you you as a person? So I find I always find the, that question fascinating and I love it when anime or really any media explores it. Uh, but yeah, it follows um, a boy who has uh, actually no memories in this world that revolves around memories and he's trying to figure out who he is. So hmm. yeah, it's really it's really fascinating. I highly recommend it. A lot of very very crazy character designs. <laughs> Kaiba. Okay, the concept yeah, sounds kind of interesting. Sounds very <laughs> unique. So mm -hmm. I like that. It is. Um, I've, world, I've world. recommended that anime a couple times too because of how much I like Yuasa's later work. 
because um, that Kaiba is one of the early ones, right? Like way early ones. Um, which... I think his first one was. Um, hopefully, I don't mispronounce this. Kemonozume, I think it was called. I think this was his second yeah. one. Well, I haven't I seen. I haven't seen those two yet. But Kaiba's on my list because I need to. I need to watch everything that dude's done. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. He was on. I think he was on our top ten list of top ten yeah, directors. He was, he was pretty much yeah. my number one. Pretty much, but I have to. I, those are two I have to admit that I have not gone double back to watch yet. And it's a short one; it's only twelve episodes, so you can like. Oh, and it was uh, the studio was Madhouse. Okay, that's sort of a classic long-running studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to throw one out? Enzo? Yeah, so I actually don't have because I actually don't have very many like old old anime to suggest, but some to just keep away from like generic ones that I think. Well, then, yeah, they wouldn't be forgotten. But there's a romance anime that I, I really loved back in the early 2000s um, called Emma Victorian Romance. And I was just recently reminded of this show because even I had forgotten about it because I think there's a, there's like a there. I saw an article recently that this is going to come back in some type of way, uh, either by movie OVA or like an additional like bonus type material. And I and, and I and when I read that article this, this last week. I got brought to how much I got. I remembered how much I liked it. It's a very, it's a it's an anime that takes place in London in the 19th century, and basically the story is um about a maid Emma who uh captures the attention of this like rich this like rich guy, and it's a, it's and it's a love story born from that. But it's a very genuine and like earnest and like very organic romance there's no like there's like emma feels like such a great character like as like a great female lead all the men in the show are not like well actually i don't remember this is one this might be this one guy who's terrible but all the men that like her are like good they're not like terrible dudes um and it's just really good it progresses really well the set designs in this anime are beautiful they make london look fucking great like really beautiful all the the clothing all the victorian aesthetics are there and it's beautiful it really is um oh i see the chat thank you so much chat there's a kickstarter for the dub right now which is cool um okay is this called emma oh the show's called emma victorian romance um in japanese okay. i believe I it's it called uh it's something eiko i forgot what it's called i forgot yeah oh it's eiko kukoi monogatari emma yeah so yeah so that's that's an anime that if you like romance and not like cheesy romance or whatever this one's like a pretty pure romance drama watch it really good i love this i love this one cool i put it on my list yeah if you're a fan of kickstarter definitely go over and check that out um, sometimes these, sometimes it takes a couple, a little bit of love from people to get some of these things done. So if you want to be able to watch this Emma in dubbed, it's going to take people going over there and, and supporting it. So, yeah. So, um, if you're so, if you're so inclined, go ahead and head over there and do that. The next one on my list is very in line with the month of October. It's Magnetic Rose, which is part of the Memories trilogy. And mm. this is a, the Memories Trilogy is a three-parter, as the name suggests, and it came out in 1995. I would say Magnetic Rose, which is the first of the three stories, is a masterpiece. It is a 10 out of 10, not only in its story, but in its art. 
everything about it is flawless. I would put it probably in like maybe the top 20 anime of all time. Um, but I would say a huge amount of people don't know it because not only is it locked inside of a trilogy, but it's also, you know, 23 years old. Magnetic Rose is definitely a horror story. When you go, when you go watch this Magnetic Rose, it's about an hour long, you're going to be blown away by the artwork. And th that is because, not shocking, Katsuhiro Otomo had his fingers all through the Memories trilogy. And Katsuhiro Otomo, of course, we all know, is the man who did, um, you know, Akira. So, and Akira looks freaking incredible. And Magnetic Rose came out not that, about seven years, I would say, after Akira did. But Magnetic Rose is about this, these, these like garbage collectors in space. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's like salvagers. And they get a distress signal from a, from a space station that looks like a rose. And they get pulled into this magnetic field. And it's called Magnetic Rose because they're being pulled in by this magnetic field. They can't get away from it. And the space station looks like a rose. And what you find out is that like this space station is sort of haunted by the life and the memories of a famous opera singer who is, I guess, clinging, clinging to her past glories. And through the exploration of this space station, you, you learn a lot about the main astronaut character that's sort of exploring this place. And his like, sort of past and life unfold before you in a way that works so seamlessly with the story. And it's so, it's so obviously a horror show that... It's 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 required viewing for people. I would say that this is a, this is this is a show that I used. This is an anime I used to show at like my panels at cons. That was like the top five anime you've never seen or heard of. Was the panel I used to do, and this was one of the ones that I used to present because it really is that good. Magnetic Rose is just the art alone. You're gonna be like, holy shit, this came out in 1995. Like the detail on everything is just mind blowing, and it is like it's like imagine Akira level art. I mean, it is outstanding. In yeah, every way. it looks and it's, really and because cool. It's, it looks, I'm like reading it right now as you're talking about it. It mm -hmm. looks awesome. Because it's set, because this is the month of October, which everyone's, you know, oh, Halloween's coming. This is a absolute top-tier great anime movie to watch during Halloween with the lights off. It's not super scary. You're not going to, like, have nightmares. But it's definitely like a suspense sci-fi story. And it's not even very long. So it's about an hour, not a time commitment. Definitely go check out Magnetic Rose. It is an absolute freaking masterpiece. Um, I can't say enough about it. It's it's that good. So go check that out for sure. All right. Um, so my, my next one that I had on my list, it's pretty old. It's from the 90s, uh, 94 or 5-ish. I know the manga is much older than that. Uh, I, know, I know it was really popular back then, but I feel like no one has mentioned it at all recently is uh magic knights ray earth that yeah, one you're right um, about that yeah i don't think i've heard anybody mention it at all but uh yeah it's actually an isekai well um these three girls uh hikaru umi and fu they all get transported to a fantasy world where they are summoned to save this princess and their top magic and they're there just to save the world of i think it was called sephiro and yeah, it's, um, as far as, like, magical girl animes go, um, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. I don't want to compare it to Sailor Moon. It's it has like, more, like slightly Luna more of a masculine time. feel to it. I feel I'm like, sorry? I mean, based on the picture, it feels like Utna and Sailor Moon at the same time. Sort of. That, sure. Yeah, art style-wise. Yeah, art, yeah, art, art style-wise. So. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, it also has a little bit of mecha in it, too. Um, it's been a long time since I've it's, watched it myself. It's got a little bit of everything. It's by Clamp, Ooh, too. Clamp. This looks, mm-hmm. this looks really good. Clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was too long, either. Um, I think it was 20 episodes, I want to say. Yeah, it's an old one, but uh, if you're a newer fan, maybe check it out. Yeah, I think I might check it out because the, the yeah, art looks like really cool, classic. and the synopsis looks, sounds really cool too. And uh, Chibi in the chat likes it a lot. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've talked about and it Chibi with Chibi Rob has good taste. because we also used to talk about the yeah we also used to talk about the uh, game on I think it was on the Dreamcast. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean... That... Oh, he said the mecha designs were by Toshiki Hirano. I didn't know that. It's definitely a classic anime, for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this so. is really cool. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> like, Magic thank you. Night no problem. I know, I'm like writing down stuff. Enzo's writing them down. He's like, I haven't seen <laughs> Yeah, because like, I, um... A lot of people don't know, like, I started watching anime, like, late in the game relative to my life. I just caught up really fast, like, really hard. But then, but like, I, I miss a lot of, like, old, old anime like that. So I'm gonna have to definitely write that down. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So the, ne- the next one I have again, this is more early 2000s, and it's not that this anime was not popular at all when it, when it was airing. I mean, it has three seasons, but I think it's lost pretty much like all conversation. Like it doesn't get talked about at all in like in like the forums or anything, even in our Discord ever. Aside if it's like me talking, but that anime is Notame Cantabile. Or do you, did I say that right, Mitch? You you know that word, right? Cantab. I think it's cantable. Con- I think it's cantable. I think it's cantable. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let me yeah. look at the pronunciation. It's Norame cantable, um, spelled Norame. You can phonetically spell it, but cantab that c word is c a n t a b i l e, right? And the reason I remember loving, I mean, the reason I started watching this show is because I was coming off of my Beck binge. Which followed, which was followed by my by my Nana binge. So I wanted more music anime, like something else with music. And Notame was the next one that came up in my hunt for music shows. And this one's even more special to me because it does pretty much everything I like in a human story super well. It is, uh, it is about the arts. It is about music students in college, which I always like when characters are older. I, High school, I get it. It's a normal setting for anime, but when characters are older, yeah. college or post college, it's my favorite. So their musical, their musical major major is different, like violin majors, piano majors, whatever. Um, the story centers around this girl named Notame, and she is extremely naturally talented, but has not been polished. And her relationship with um, uh, Shinichi Ch- uh, Chiaki, and he is a genius musician he dreams to be a composer and the two meet because they're neighbors and he cannot get over the fact that how talented she is but he's also pissed off at how a much of a mess this girl is so the anime centers around these two it's an amazing supporting cast it's amazing classical music if you like classical music they show you all of the good stuff it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing like highlight tapestry of music of classical music and it is fun because it's a comedy it's really sweet it's the love, the loving, the love portion of it, the romance of it is very organic. It's not very cringe. It's not cringe at all, actually. Um, you'll laugh. You'll definitely laugh. You'll fall in love with all the characters, and you'll ship characters, and those ships may be realized. You don't even know. You don't even know. But yeah, it's good. I love this anime a lot. <laughs> it's definitely. 
I mean, I love it because it's about classical exactly. music. Exactly. I mean, dude, it has every like. If you like yeah. music, this, <clears throat> this. If you like music and like and like rom coms, like this is like t- like the tip of the tip. Like it's the best mix of all those things. Yeah, it used to be popular. You know, they made a live action. They did for sure, and I liked it. I liked it. And you don't really get. There are a few shows that have classical music in it, like Your Lion April and um, Piano No Mori. But like, there aren't any that are about like adults, right, man. like like exactly. college, college, college age students, where you can have, you know, where they're in, where they're practicing in what I would call conservatory. Yeah, well, they I they mean, are they are in much, conservatory. It's very awesome. I definitely recommend people watch it, and you'll love it because, and this is a show that has several seasons. So if you like the first mm-hmm. season, there will, you have lots of content to enjoy. So it's a great yeah. recommendation. That's a good pick. That's I love a good this anime. Sure. I, w- I might have to just rewatch a couple. Mean, oh, yeah, so it really good. is. <laughs> um, completely changing gears. My next pick is is um, is a shonen sports manga that I haven't heard anybody really talk about in a long time now. It seems like in recent years, and I mean for good reason. You get the normal uh, haikus and yomushi pedals and free and and a variety of others, but no one seems to mention Slam Dunk anymore. And this is true. Slam Dunk. Yeah, I mean, Slam Dunk is a show that came out in 1993, so it's 25 years old, which is probably why you don't hear much about it. But this is a manga that sold, it's like in the top 20 best-selling mangas ever. I mean, we're talking, you know, you're, we're talking JoJo level of manga sales. This is a very... We did it for Mandy's Manga Minute. A Slam Dunk? I'm, I'm sorry, not Minute, uh, Manga Club, sorry. You, and, 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 and so you did Slam Dunk for Manga Club? Uh-huh. And yeah, what, we read the first two volumes. And was it a Slam Dunk? Yeah, actually, we all really enjoyed it, all the people who showed up for it. So Slam Dunk is about um, Hanamichi Sakuragi, who is essentially a delinquent kid. He's like a Yankee, and he's got ridiculously obnoxious red hair, which no one else has that. And he enrolls in a high school called Shohoku High School, which is awfully close to the name of the high school in Nyomushi Petal. And he, he's like, he's the goofiest character you'll ever see in anything. And... He's more fixated on girls than anything else, but he finds he gets basically pulled into this basketball on this basketball team for the high school and doesn't even know how to play basketball at first, but he's naturally talented. And so it kind of goes from there. But it's a blend of goofy comedy, sports, like basketball sports, which is depicted really well, actually, in this show. And the basketball games take a while. Like they play a game early on that's like, I don't know. 10 episodes long or something. I mean, it, and the depiction of the, of the sport is really well done for basketball. I find that it's kind of difficult sometimes for, for team sports to be properly just depicted on anime because it's just difficult to capture everything that's happening in one shot. But Slam Dunk is really good. It's, it's a, it is a hundred episodes long, so it is a bit of a time commitment, but it's definitely a show that I wouldn't discount. I don't want people to forget about it. This is, you know, one of those like founding pillars of the sports genre. So, if you like basketball, if you want to see something that's a little bit of a different pace from what you're used to from recent years, Slam Dunk is a really good option. And it's another one of those, like, you know, put it in your Rolodex of anime that you've seen because it's a classic, so it definitely should be watched. It doesn't look dated. It definitely doesn't hold up that well. But um, I think after you watch five or six episodes of it, it won't bother you too much anymore. You, you, you get used to it quickly. So definitely give Slam Dunk a shot, and maybe you'll like it. Cool. You actually finished the whole thing? No, I'm working my way through it. Oh. It's, it's really long. I'm, 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 I've seen it. It is really long. I was going to be really impressed. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. You know, I'm, um, 
it's 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 an ongoing viewing thing for me. So I'll I'll eventually get through it. That's cool. Um, I wanted to correct myself. I said Magic Knights Ray Earth was on uh, Dreamcast. It was Sega Saturn. Chibi Rob corrected me, <laughs> and it was actually brought over to us by the people who did Lunar. Oh, so, working designs. Um, working designs. Yeah. Oh, working designs. My heart. My heart. <laughs> my brain uh, farted. I said Dreamcast. Uh, it was Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn was, but, a, was um, a good system while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get very many games for the Sega Saturn. No, I, had, I, had, I think I had Clockwork Knight and like a, the Alien game and Panzer Dragoon, and that was pretty much it. So mm. <clears throat> for my next one, <clears throat> excuse me, I might combine two into one. Is that okay? Do it. Because it's by the same director, Kenji Nakamura. But uh, the first one is not really forgotten. I don't think in our community because I talk about it a lot. But I feel like overall nobody really mentions Mononoke. I I love Mononoke. It's one of my favorite anime. But um, it's a very very unique looking. Uh, I want to say. It's a horror because it's about it's based on um, yokai. I'm sorry, but you, it's also a you mystery. Said, you said horror, right? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted. Is that to, what I said? Uh, yeah, I. Horror. It, it, uh, yeah. It, carry on. What did I sound like? Did I say? What did it sound like? I said. Hor horror. Oh no no horror sorry <laughs> horror. I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that. Yeah, horror anime, um, based around yokai, and it has, like, the stories are, like, two episodes, like, e it goes into two different stories, each one is, like, two episodes long, and, like, the different arcs, and it is about, um, Kusuriri, who is a medicine seller, and he just goes and, uh, tries to get rid of these yokai, and it's really, really fascinating, it all, the entire anime looks like it has this like washi paper effect over it. It's, it's, I love it. <laughs> it's so great. It's really short. It's only 12 episodes. If you've seen Ayakashi, um, Japanese classic Hell yeah. horror. Yeah, that one. Uh, the last one, the Bakken Echo arc was by the person who made Mononoke. And that's who, what, it's kind of like a spin off of that. And, and by the way, um, I don't mean to interject. Ayakashi yeah. Samurai Horror Tales is a freaking great, I read her, I, mm -hmm. I say again, a great, anime to watch for horror from for the horror for yeah. october that has three great stories in it they're all really good and they're all and at least i don't know if Mo, i don't know if, if, if um mononoke is uh is classic is a classic horror but the other ones are classic stories and you should then ayakashi is really cool so check that out for sure um the other one by the same director is kuchu baranko which i hmm. had never heard of so somebody else recommended it to me on the uh Discord, and then I realized that I really like this oh, so director good. because I like so many things by this director. It's so it good. is you will never watch another anime like this. <laughs> it is completely in its own little world, Ugh. and it is about um, a psychiatrist named Irabu, who I'm pretty pretty sure has a split personality disorder. But he uh, has these um, patients that come to him. Each it's episodic, so each episode is a different um, like mental illness or issue and uh yeah he he 
solves it in very unconventional ways. It's very trippy. Uh, it actually has a very interesting, unique, like, style to it where the actual actors are part of the anime. So, like, the nurse Mayumi is just, like, a recording of the voice actress actually acting. And, like, each character looks like the actual, uh, like, voice actor, which is, like, some anime bits, like, drawn over them. It's really fascinating. But, uh, and there's also, like, this, like, doctor that pops in from the side sometimes to explain things things to you and it's really fascinating because it um it's oh man like whenever he gives like starts the session with a person he gives them a shot and uh it turns them into a different animal and i like trying to figure out how that animal like relates to their uh issue it's really fascinating (laughs) can i just say that mayumi the nurse is played by uh, her name is Yumi Sugimoto, and she is mm. everything I want in life. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I have to fan myself right now because holy heaven! Oh, in in the anime and elsewhere, the, oh, just so gorgeous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. I I love Kuchu Veranko. I highly recommend it. That anime. <laughs> if you is, want something different. God, it is so bizarre. Speaking of anime that have mixed media mm-hmm. in them, like real, like like live action and animation we were just talking about that with the with the school the high school boy show from earlier mm-hmm. she, i mean enzo have you seen this Which show one? sorry trapeze Kuchu no Kuchu. i have not i have not but it's a, that's also on my list of like older ones to go back to because i have i just haven't so, time so so the nurse in that is live action wait really? and then she'll be like yeah. yeah she's live action she shows up in live action and like interacts with the anime character dude it's a really cool unique show it's an incredibly bizarre but Wow, it's like, like somebody like was Roger somebody was pumping creative. Wow. Yes, wow. somebody was pumping creative juices during this okay. show, so it's definitely awesome. So. Yeah, I I realized that I have a love for this director because I'm starting to realize that I like all of his anime. There's a couple that I haven't seen, like I haven't seen C, uh, but I know he's worked on Kuchiranko. He worked on Mononoke. He worked on Suritama, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh yeah he he's worked on some good things. <laughs> all right all right buddy man buddy man yeah let so it rip. I, got, I got one more um and I'm just sticking to so it's it's like if it's not evident already I start my beginning of the my anime journey was a lot of music anime and a lot of romance um the romance path led me to this anime which is also no you know it's not super old but. I think it's 1999, I believe, is when this anime came out. And that anime is Karekano no Jijo, which is translated oh, to so His good. and Her Circumstances. Now, you can argue that this is not a great anime because of the way it ends and unfolds. However, I I, I think disagree. that its good points are fantastic. Like, this anime nails a, like, a, really, a, a boy and girl love story super well, which is interesting because the director is Anno from NGE mm-hmm. and his studio Gynax are the main studio behind the show. Um, I remember really, really looking forward to watching the next episode of this anime every time because I, I, I loved the interactions between Yukino and Arima, the two main, the two main characters. Um, they yeah. are both the smartest people in their school. And one of them, I think, sorry, I, I think one of them 
begins blackmailing the other one, which is a way, which is how they started interacting more and more and more. It's the boy, he, the boy Adima's blackmailing. Right, the right, right. And I and I forget his intentions and everything behind it, but it leads them to to getting to know each other and eventually, you know, getting closer and closer. I recommend the anime to pretty much anyone that wants to watch a love story. It's really interesting. Um, apologies in advance for the ending. <laughs> Shut but down. it's good. It really is. You've seen it before, right, Mitsugi? You, you too, right? Oh, I Mandy? love it. Have you it's, seen it? It's. I don't even. No, I have not. I don't even care about the ending. It's a great. It anime. is, man. It, it is. is. It really is. It does what it does super well, and I can't. I can't ignore that. Yeah. So what happens is, um, the girl is really fake. It's yes. cool. It's not right. how she, she really she like is. acts like she like acts like she acts like the sweetest girl, nicest girl ever, but she's really not like that at all. Yeah. And he shows up at her house and witnesses her like being, you know, in her pajamas and looking all terrible and being herself, and blackmails her with like re- like blowing her cover. I think is how it goes. And the reason why I loved it, and I think you'll recall, is there's that like chase scene in episode two or whatever, where she's like had enough of him of his blackmail, and she's like, you know, I'm not going to do your bullshit anymore. And he chases her like like through the school, and like, and I, remember, I recall that she jumps out of a window and he jumps out after her and like. They trip and fall, and she's like, she lands in front, not on top of him, but in front of him. And there's just like this really intense explosion of emotion in that right. moment. Yes. And it's just really powerful, and how like honest and um, incredible their relationship is. And it's just like, it's such a, it's just a freaking, they get to the point right away, and it's just really honest and incredible. I love that. I love that show so much. It's really yeah, great. Dude. Damn, you know, That's it a just great makes choice. me, it just like, Makes me feel like romance anime these days are just so lackluster, man. I just recommended Notame, Emma, and Karekano, and I just am realizing there's nothing like that in recent wow. history. And I, I, the the romance lover in me is is, is sad. I, he is sad. He is sad. You'll find you'll find another romance just for you. Yeah. Sometimes I will say like recent contenders though, <laughs> probably Scum's Wish and. Um, I will say also that's really that's really it. <laughs> I can't I can't oh, think well, of Oh well, at many. least there's something. Yeah. Um I am not going to be able to get through this list without mentioning um we probably only have time for like maybe four more I would say. But the um I got to throw Planet Test out there. Planet Test is an anime that came out in like the 2000 era and I would say it's like 2003 probably. But um, I've mentioned it before. But Planet Test is is it's it's an award winning it's an award winning property, and has incredibly unique premises in it. Um, the beginning of it, as I've said before on this podcast, it's about garbage collectors in space, and they open up and they sort of hammer the point home by showing a space shuttle that's full of people that's traveling to some planet or to Earth or something gets drilled in the side by a, by a single little screw that's like that's like hurling through space. The only thing is that that screw is moving like 20,000 miles an hour. And when it hits the space shuttle, it destroys the space shuttle and kills everyone in it. Uh, and and, and they're, it's, they're really brutal about it, too. Like, they, they start you off by, like, introducing you to this little girl and her family. And so, like, little kids are getting killed. Like, a, like a screw drills the space shuttle and kills everyone. And then, then the show unfolds, and it's about these garbage collectors in space. And a lot of it is a comedy, but there's a lot of incredibly serious drama in it also that's kind of spread out. 
Um, there's stories about people that were born in outer space and they're way taller than everybody else and they have all kinds of health problems. And this, and, and then as the show progresses, it gets kind of down to the nitty-gritty of some of the more emotional drama that involves the main characters. And Planet Test is just like a, it's like a top-tier sci-fi show. And it's definitely one that I almost never hear anybody talk about anymore. And I think I've seen it twice now. And both times I watched it, I was just really shocked by how incredible it is. Pretty much in every way. Uh, and if you're a person who likes sci-fi and you like comedy and you want to see something that is just a high-quality show that addresses all kinds of issues with outer space and the people that you know have to work and live in space, like Planet Test is a great anime, and I can't really recommend it more to people. Like, you should go check it out for sure. Uh, agreed. The manga is yeah. really good too. Indeed, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. My next one isn't that old. It's from 2010, but uh, it was House of Five Leaves. I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, it's about a samurai who's kind of awkward. He's kind of awkward, but uh, he was let go by his lord and uh, becomes the bodyguard for this guy named Yaichi, who's very sketchy, who, and he ends up being like this... Uh, leader in this gang called the five leaves and uh they kidnap people and he uh claims yeah. it's for money but the re- as you go through the story and listen to the other like members and um it kind of starts to feel like it's not just about money but uh yeah it the whole thing is about them trying to bring him into their gang and it has a very fresh style to it if you're looking for something that uh, kind of looks different, and has some really pretty music in it too. If you really like the shamisen or kotos, it's, music's uh, great. <laughs> shamisen is awesome. It's a drama mystery though, so it's a bit of a slow burner. So if you, uh, yeah, if you if you're interested in like a drama that's set in like a historical period, check that I out. love I love Last period time... pieces, man. Something about them so they're so beautiful, you know. Hmm. Last time I was getting um, my back worked on by my deep tissue guy, he was playing like shamisen music on Pandora. And oh, I, was wow. like, I was like, this shit made that shit made my day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I That's recently awesome. went to a shamisen uh, exhibit, like a live performance of shamisen. Oh, cool. Um, next time you guys come, oh well, when you guys come to New York for Anime NYC, we should go visit Japan Society. It's a it's an entire building organization to preserve Japanese culture here in New York, and they have um, a whole bunch of exhibits. Awesome. And I think the shamisen one will still be here. If we even have time for it, because our weekend's jam packed. <laughs> it is packed. Yeah, it's true. I have a shamisen. What? Whoa! Can you, you can, play you, it? There's a guy. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> uh, I'm not great at it because my hands are very small, and so the um, yeah, it, so I, it's really hard for me to play it. But um, there's a store. Uh, not that we're like sponsored by them or anything. We're not. But sponsored there's a store online. <laughs> the, the, the instrument. In <laughs> there's a store online. Um, uh, there's a guy uh, who has a store named Bachido, and he uh, has like um, a company in Japan that he works with, and he travels between Japan and here to play the shamisen. So he brings shamisens over here. He has classes over here. He offers online classes, which is what I was doing. And yeah, you can learn all about the shamisen and like the different parts to it and how to play them and you read know, the music. You think you think you know Mandy, right? You think you know her. Yeah. And then I all I of did. a sudden she's like, "Oh yeah, I also have a shamisen and attempted to learn this." Okay, Mandy. Uh, <laughs> damn. 
Spot <laughs> badass. It's awesome. Yeah, it's not easy. The um, what you play with, it's called mm-hmm. a bachi. They're really big, and I have really tiny hands. It's really like the way you're supposed, like the proper way to hold them, is really hard for me. <laughs> I, I might see if I can try to get a smaller one. <laughs> Every time. Actually, before I don't want to jump in. Enzo, do you have another one? Uh, no, I'm satisfied with the three I gave. Honestly. Okay. Uh, every time, speaking of like, speaking of like old, 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 old instruments, the uh, every time I watch this anime, I think about buying one of these. I think about buying an eru. Have you guys, you guys familiar with that instrument? It's, it's spelled E R H U. Oh, I will Google it right it's, now. It's um, it's an instrument that is. It's a. I think it's an old. Oh Chinese yeah, instrument. this thing is beautiful. And I love these things. It has like. It's got like two strings on it. It's sort of like a cello in a way. Like you play, I think you sit, you sit with it in your lap. It, but it's it's got like a little wooden block on the bottom, and it has like a staff, like a violin would have. But you play it with a bow, like a, like you would play a cello. And this next anime I'm going to talk about, I've talked about it ten thousand times, and people on the Discord have been watching it. And that's the Twelve Kingdoms. The Twelve Kingdoms came out uh, in the two thousands, and mm-hmm. a lot of the music in the Twelve Kingdoms is with this instrument. And it is just a freaking gorgeous instrument. Every time I hear it in anything, I'm just like, my heart is just like seizes up. I'm like, this is just like the melodies and the unique sounds that this instrument produces is unbelievably interesting. And the 12 Kingdoms itself is super interesting. I have yet to see another anime ever with, a, with, with as much spot on world building as the 12 Kingdoms has. This anime spends almost its entire run painting this this world to the point where people are referred to by four, five, six different names because depending on the person that's speaking has to refer to them in a different way based on hierarchy. There's there's all kinds of mythology. People are born from fruit that are grown on trees. When two, when two couples fall in love and want to have a child, they pray to Tente, the god, and they tie a ribbon on a tree. And if Tente believes that the couple is worthy of having a child, he will put a fruit on the tree with a person in it called a Ronka, and the Ronka will, will birth a child. Like, this anime is, and that's like 0.01% of this anime's mythology. With nine books behind the anime, and totaling just the four books, the first four, which are translated by Tokyo Pop, probably equal, I would guess, about 1,100 pages. They are, this anime is steeped in, in, in rich mythology. I've, I've been, I'm watching this with actually a couple of different people on the Discord right now at the same time. And especially the Taiki arc in this anime is one of my favorites one of my favorite sections of any anime it is just the most unbelievably rich world building experience you will go on a on a cultural and mythological adventure through the 12 kingdoms the only thing i would say about the 12 kingdoms is that it's not very happy there's not a lot of happiness in this anime but because it's so the characters in it are so tortured at times because they just don't have great lives it makes for really rich conflict and the characters sort of and it make and it forces the characters to grow a lot. It is actually stunning how much the characters in this show change throughout like the course of their story arcs, especially Yoko, the main character. I mean, she isn't even the same damn character at all. I mean, she goes mm-hmm. from being like from like the letter A to the letter Z at the end of her arcs and and it's because they're 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 tortured. Like they have to overcome massive obstacles in their lives. And somehow this author just does it over and over again. Um, I've mentioned the Twelve Kingdoms a lot, but I don't think I've really talked about it in like a year or so. You should go watch this anime. Um, it is really, really good. Um, I would not watch the dub. The dub is bad, but the sub the sub is good. 
and um, go check it out. I don't want to spend too much more time on it because I talked about it before, but definitely go watch it. And Rakishun is the best. He is, and he's got cute little fuzzy feet and ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just quickly right. mention another one is Honey and Clover. Watch that. Watch that anime. College college arts Honey college art students Dude. romance. Beautiful anime. It's like a it's like a friggin' it's a great fucking show. It's amazing. Yeah, there's two seasons. Let's just it's good. Let's just throw them out. What do you got, man? You throw them out real quick. Hi, Bunny Red Me. It's about um, a girl wakes up in a world where. Um, she starts growing wings and has halos, and it's it's a mystery, and it's really fascinating. That show's great. Damn. Yeah. Damn great. Um, it's now, a bit of a slow burner, but it is. Uh, definitely recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Now and then here, <laughs> it's and, very interesting. Now and then here and there, one of my favorite shows of all time. It's definitely it's an isekai. Very tough to watch. Very hardcore in your face. Um, you'll see things in that show that'll make you wince. Uh, but it's it's very much a show that's like about forgiveness. There's all there's a big journey to be had. It's very Post-apocalyptic, great show. That now and then, here and there, go watch it. What else we have? Mm. Oh, I also really enjoy like some couple other romances I I watched back in the day was Bokura Gaita. I also liked um, White Album. I also liked um, uh, I think I the show was called like Eyes Pure. It's pretty cool. Um, that's it. I, I just a whole bunch of romance from early two thousands was really good. I'm on it's super super old, but try out Record or Load Us War. It is super old, <laughs> if but you, it's, yeah. If you're interested in D and D, it's basically these guy, this guy's D and D campaign. <laughs> it's very um very old though, so be prepared for uh, animation that is not today's animation. <laughs> <laughs> what you ought to be prepared for is Deedlet because she is banging, smoking <laughs> elf. hot elf chick, and you will never be the same again after you see Deedlet. Wow. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, d makes my eyes water. Uh, Martian Successor in Nadesco, fun outer space mech comedy, fantastic children, um, sort of a sci-fi fantasy story that I can't even talk about the plot because it'll ruin the whole show for you. And then the last one I wrote down was Stelvia of the Universe, which is um, another sci-fi show that I talked about not that long ago that's about girl children that are trained to pilot ships so that they can be prepare for this oncoming slot of debris that's going to wipe out the Earth after a supernova blew up. So, that's it. That's the whole list. Yeah, that's a pretty solid list of oldies to go back to if you guys haven't. He wants to uh, carry us out to the news, and then we'll come back. Yeah, I'll carry us out this time. So, as we do, there's there's a news break coming up, and we're going to challenge you with a question so you can think about it during the break. The question is, Ichigo Sakura lives life on the easy mode. Blessed with good fortune, she has everything she has ever wanted, including beauty, intelligence, and wealth. Momoji Bean Boda is a goddess of per- of poverty. Okay. What anime is that? When we come back, it's time for a five-star review and a review of Steins Gate Zero. So stay tuned, and we're going to be back very shortly. you horribly addicted anime fans out there 
Mitsugi's here to help you with more of your anime news. First up, we have some Pokemon news. Well, of course, there are usually cafes for different anime properties that pop up here and there temporarily throughout Tokyo and throughout Japan. But the, token, the Pokemon Company recently opened up the permanent location to, of the Pokemon Cafe at the Pokemon Center, Tokyo DX, and Pokemon Cafe in the Takashimaya department store Nihonbashi, both in Tokyo. And this has been a pretty big success because since the cafes opened not that long ago, they have received 100,000 visitors to the cafes, so pretty huge success. They seat 140 people and have some pretty interesting food items. They can get uh, Evie's Teriyaki Chicken Burger, Peppy Pikachu Curry, Snorlax's Stuffed Stomach Hamburg in the Doria, Hide and Seek Pikachu Cabanara, and lots of other things. I see various ghost class Pokemon here, dishes. We have very interesting looking things here. So, if you are a fan of Pokemon, you can be one of the, well, 100,000 to 200,000 visitors that will probably go to this cafe and can enjoy eating the foods of your favorite Pokemon. Next up, there was a poll in Japan, a rather large poll, asking people what their favorite partner, that is their romantic partner, from the Persona franchise would be. We have the top five results here for you. Goro Akechi from Persona 5 ha comes in with 2,800 votes, which is uh, you know one of the villains from Persona. Y uh, Yosuke Hanamura from Persona 4 comes in with 2,900 votes. Per Persona 3's female protagonist, Kotone Shiomi, comes in with 3,700 votes. And not that shockingly, the top two, Persona 4's protagonist, Yu Narukami, comes in with almost 10,000 total votes and then crushing the competition by a huge margin, Persona 3's protagonist, Makoto Yuki, comes in with nearly 23,000 votes, clearly identifying himself as the favorite protagonist for romance, for romance throughout Japan. So if you want to see uh, where, where your favorite Persona characters ranked on this poll, there are others that I did not read. You can find the poll online and check it out. Next up, well, Pop Team Epic's manga and anime are pretty much known for spoofing all kinds of other franchises, and of course this leads them in hot water from time to time uh, because of copyright infringement issues, and it looks like this is boiling up yet again from content from Buichi Terasawa's Space Adventure Cobra's manga and anime series. It looks like there have been some images and some depictions used that have included potentially copyrighted material from the Space Adventure Cobra property, and there has been some pretty heated arguments going on on Twitter between the creator of Space Adventure Cobra and various staff from the Pop Team Epic. So, in a tweet from November, the company described Pop Team Epic as holding a psycho gun in her left hand, which is one of the trademark items from the Space Adventure Cobra property, and even though Popuko is a cute character, she can't really hold a psycho gun from another character, so it looks like there have been lots of apologies happening on Twitter, and maybe uh, some legal action will happen, but we'll have to see. But much like Beavis and Butthead and South Park did in the past, these types of properties were always getting in trouble for various things. Wrapping it up, we have some really sad news. It looks like Unsho Ishizuka, one of the most well-known voice actors in Japan, has passed away from cancer recently. Some of his works, you will probably be shocked, included Pokemon's Professor Oak, if that wasn't bad enough, Cowboy Bebop's Jet Black, Dragon Ball Super's Mr. Satan, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventures is Joseph Joestar. So this beloved man who voiced these characters has passed away, and I'm sure that we're all going to feel really sad and mourn his loss, and maybe we will all go watch some of his works to appreciate his life a little more. 
This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Hey, Mitz, what's the website? Oh, Enzo, you'll never believe this. What? Oh, no. JList.com is going to release a Church of Mitsugi PC game. Hello. It's called Moe Stomp Stomp Deluxe Edition. Deluxe? It's a turn-based RPG where you go on a quest to rid the world of Moe Girls. I commissioned it from JList. I didn't know JList.com sold anime PC games. Oh, yeah, Enzo. JList.com and JustURSA are the same company. They sell hundreds of English-language visual novels, such as Fate Stay Night and Steins Gate, and they have adult games as well. And Moe Stomping games. Moe Stomping is not a game. It's life, Enzo. Life. Right. Oh, I see. They have the new Mad Pompadour 12 Good Hair Days. <laughs> Let's get that for Kazuo. JList.com, your home for all your Moe Stomping and Pompadour game needs. Oh, and most other anime games as well. Hi there. This is Vic Mignogna, the voice of Edward Elric and Tamaki Suo and lots of fun guys. And I am, yes, I have to admit it, I'm a total anime addict. Welcome back to the 442nd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Yeah. Oh, shit. Did you get food this Hello? time? <laughs> I took a little munch of a sandwich. I feel good. Oh, boy. Nice. good. You know what I'm going to have tonight? What are you going to have? I'm going to jelly up a bunch of English muffins and stick them in the oven. Ooh, Ooh. what are you going to put on them? Jelly. Oh, true. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Not God. Not just any jelly. Strawberry preserves because it has like the chunks. Ooh, of, ooh yeah, that's the best kind. Mm, God, you lay it on me. Damn, are you gonna put butter on there or not? I'm not supposed to eat a lot of fat right now. I'm supposed to be pounding carbs like a beast. So the jelly and the breads and the muffins sounds great, but I don't think I can have the butter. <coughs> but maybe maybe a little butter on one just to make myself happy. If you want to get real weird, put some PB on there, dude. Ooh, shit, that'll get all melty in the oven, dude. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, so let's get Oof, weird with I'm this hungry. with this intro <laughs> trivia question. Lay it on us. All right, so before the break, I asked you guys: Ichigo Sakura lives life on easy mode, blessed with blessed with good fortune. She has everything she has ever wanted, including beauty, intelligence, and wealth. On the other hand, Momija Binboda is a goddess of poverty. The answer to the question: What at the an, what anime that is is Binbogami Ga, which is the ex- mark. the title of it is actually in the description of the show. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait, is that her name? Just like Bimbo, then Gami for God, then God. It means like, (laughs) yeah, just it simply means Goddess of Poverty is the title of the show. So, yeah, that's funny. All right, so um, yeah, that was a comedy show that came out like a few years ago. So, if I recall. All right, so shall we? um, Big big meaty claws in the chat says to put some Reese's in the in the muffins. Reese's in the muffins. A Reese's like a peanut butter cup. 
Am I making a Reese's peanut butter cup sandwich? I mean, you might, dude. That is just madness. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Move on. on that Five note, star review. Here we go. It's time for iTunes review. That was ter- That was terrifying. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is Halloween. It's Halloween season, baby. Who wants to read this five-star review? Oh I can God. do it. This is from Bro47475. Oh, God. The, t- and the title of it this It says, review. they did it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying the title of this review. Oh, they did it. AAA made anime great again. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, Bro... <laughs> Bro47475 writes, the hosts have all great report and tons of anime knowledge. If you're looking for a podcast to critically analyze anime in a fun way, this is a show for you. They will probably say your anime, your favorite anime is trash. It is, so be ready. <laughs> I want you... Speaking of speaking of, of great anime report, speaking of great rapport, I want you both to know that I love both of you. And wow. it, and it's in the best part of anime NYC, it won't be the escape room. It won't be the Hironobu Sakaguchi concert. It won't be the panel. It'll be the Natsume movie. It won't even be that. It will oh. be getting. <laughs> it will be getting to hug both of you, and that's really how wow. I feel. Oh, okay. I can't and wait to. Natsume. I can't wait to take you guys out to ramen <laughs> as Dude. a squad. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Wow. Okay. Good job. All right. I'm glad that we. Hey, bro. Bro. What's up? If you're listening right now. Bro I, four, dude, seven, I have four, never. Seven, five. I have been, never been listening more closely than I am at this moment. Yeah. Bro, four seven four five, whatever your numbers were, dude. Thanks for listening, man. Yeah, your thank anime, you. And your anime, your favorite one? It's not that bad. It's probably not true. I'm sure it's great. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, unless it's amnesia, in which case it's trash. <laughs> yeah, okay, because that anime yeah, yeah. does suck. All right, so um, Steins Gate. Steins Gate Zero. Okay, so if I recall, well, not if I recall, I know I am the one that passed the show because. The first three episodes, I think, enveloped and interested me very much so. And I love the original property. I love Science Gate. Because uh-huh. um, it's time travel. I love it. I, I love it. It's sci-fi. It's time travel. Um, and it's, it's, it has characters that are weird, but I like them a lot. Um, so I was very happy with Science Gate Zero and the way it started back when I passed it in the impression round. Um, because it maintained the characters are same but developed even more so which is great um the tone of the show although darker it maintained its it maintained its identity um and and the designs and animation although smoother now very very similar to the uh earlier show then that's why i passed it with all that in mind going with the show forward i was my expectations were i need this show to keep the characters good i need this story to be complex but like worth like pushing through because i know it's not gonna be a simple one i want the sci-fi to be there i want the drama to be there and per the premise of this show which is um the main character um okabe he decides to not go back into the past to save uh to save kurisu and this and then so this show is based on the beta world line where he doesn't do that and how he is dealing with that trauma and that's the premise of the show and i was hoping that they really don't brush that over and that they really dig into that psychological state so that's me going into the show did you guys have any expectations when you started watching it 
Um, can I start real quick yeah, totally. and then I'll sit back? <laughs> totally. So I apologize. I was not able to watch all of this because uh, you, I you were busy as heck this week. I was not home at all this week, but that does not mean that I was not interested because I actually really liked the first Dines Gate. I was really I really wanted to sit down and watch this, and I still will. But um, <clears throat> I watched. I, I think I got through five episodes. Because my original plan was to watch four a day, and then it just didn't happen. I'm so sorry. It's fine, dude. But um, what I did see of it, I was very inter like intrigued by because it touched on a subject that I mentioned earlier that I'm very interested in is that uh, they brought Kurisu back as like an AI, but oh. like with her memories, and I found that fascinating and i found it fascinating seeing how he was dealing with that and like okabe was dealing with that and his interactions and trying to realize that this is not her it's just an ai and i was very fascinated by that i want to watch more and i'm very excited to hear what you guys thought of it mitz any expectations going in well i don't know a lot about like the steinsgate visual novels i my thought was that it was going to be an alternative telling of the show and that's not really what it was. So my expectation of it was that I didn't really have a lot of expectations. Like I, I, I kind of thought they were going to tell the same story over again. And that's not really exactly what happened, um, as far as I can see. The, but I think it's, I think it pretty much was what I expected. You know, it, it was, it was Steinsgate. You know, I haven't seen Steinsgate in a long time. It's been probably four years since I watched any of it. But, right. But, I mean, it all came back really quickly as I started to watch it with all the characters and the story premise and stuff. It did take a while for me to sort of re recollect all of the plot points because this anime, it absolutely definitely requires you to have seen the first Steins Gate, I would say, um, because, I mean, they don't really... Oh, I would, I would say it's, it's, re it's, re it's required. Yeah, you to have to the see first. the first Steins Gate. Yeah, you to have to fully appreciate this one, you have to have seen the first one and understood and followed it well, as well. Kind of. I was pretty surprised by how the show started. I didn't really expect the the Amadeus network or whatever they called it, which has you know the Kudisu's memories inside of it, and I I can see why you were attracted to this show right off the bat because the the premise of like I mean I think it's fair to say that Okabe is in love with Kudisu. At least, at least that's how oh, I feel. No, they are. He is in love with Kurisu. And um, and I think watching a man struggle with being able to speak to an artificial intelligence that is an exact replica of a girl that he loves who is dead. I don't think that's a spoiler. I mean, they pretty much tell you right away. No, that's the first episode. Yeah, it's really like nasty, tough to watch. Like he's suffering. Like it's really, it's almost cruel that they even allow him to have access to it. And, but I mean, yeah. they, they don't know what his back, what his history is. But it's it's just very like um, emotional, and he definitely gets sucked into it, and immediately can't control how he feels. And it was a very interesting sort of take on on that because you know it's not a not not a world realistic sort of invention. And uh, I don't really know how I would fare if I had to deal with that, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, it's a go. And I'm glad you phrased all that that way because to go off that, I do want to touch on my biggest expectation after the third episode, which is where I cut off for impressions. My biggest worry was that they were going to pass over this trauma because because here here's the, the launching point of this season is not the actual end of the first season. They they cut they cut off like the last mini arc of the first season and then they leap into this storyline 
from the moment. So what happens in the original is that he comes back, he couldn't save Kurisu, and then he decides to go again, and then you know saves her in the end. Th- in this in this universe, Sansuke Zero is after that same moment where he could have decided to keep going to save Kurisu, he decides not to, and in in hand is basically is basically choosing like he is choosing to kill Kurisu, right? Because he now yeah. she is dead, and he when he could have saved her. So that is where this begins where Okabe who was his delusional mad scientist character you know all like high and mighty and laughing like an evil genius is now a broken like he's broken he's broken sad regretful like traumatized about this decision he had to make um he's haunted by the memory of kurisu and you can see it you can see it in his face you can see in the way he walks you can see in the fact he doesn't wear his lab coat anymore he doesn't do his character of honing kiyoma anymore he's a shell of a man he is a shell of a man going to college to try and be an astral scientist living a normie life right which is the saddest thing for him because that's all he hates he doesn't want a normie life he wants to be honing kiyoma he wants to be a crazy scientist but he's so normal now he's normal and broken which is very sad and i love that that's where the anime starts and then I love that when he is presented with Amadeus, that that really screws with him, really bad. Because the 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 logic the logical part of him is saying this is just a program, but the human in him, the, his heart, is saying this is the woman you love, like you love her, right? So he is he's, it's hard. It's, he's dealing with it, and they don't brush over this at all in the anime, which is something that I'm very happy about. Um, throughout the show. There are several moments where he's getting into this intimate conversation with this AI program because she is Kurisu. She has all the memories of him and everything. And there are moments where other characters have to be like, hey, dude, like you need to stop. Like This is a program. Get a hold of yourself. You don't fall in love is with, it, this, with this. Is it, though? It is just a – that's not a real person. I, I mean, I know, but like I, I understand what you're saying, but I mean the, the, part of, the part of you that makes you a human is not your bones. It's not your, not your blood. It's your brain and your thoughts and your mind, right? And they've put her brain, her thoughts, and her mind into this machine. So, is it? Yeah, but the thing is, like, she... Well, well, yeah, well, that's the question. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But but that thought process, which is not completely illogical, right? That's a perspective a lot of people can take. I'm sure it's a perspective he would also take, and that's what what makes him struggle with this thing, right? Because he is unconsciously believing that he is talking to his lover, Right, um, because it's so realistic and like everything that this program is is what Caruso was, right? So that's why he's struggling so much. So that that premise of the show is so like central and it's in the background when it has to be and it's at the forefront when it has to be. But it is throughout the entire show and it pays off at the end super well. In addition to that, I think this show is does two things super well with what it has. The first thing is all of the supporting cast, all of his friends, all of the villains, all of the the you know organizations in this universe are played with masterfully. They all shine when they need to. They all move the plot forward when they need to, and Okaba is too weak to do so. So he is not right. always the central focus. Like The characters around him will push the story when he is too broken to do so. And that is 
and that's a hard thing to do because the easy out is to always have the plot move forward by some narration or by the or by the main character deciding to do a thing. That's the easiest, most common way to move plot forward. In this anime, he takes a backseat when he has to take a backseat, and his friends that care about him, that are informed about, the, about everything going on, make decisions because they are real and they think and they can make choices, right? And he trusts them, and that's wow. prevalent throughout the whole thing. And it's a good thing he has them because he's he really is like. I mean, he's gonna need some therapy. <laughs> Just say that. Oh, you know, he's big definitely time, needing some therapy. Big time. You know, he's um, I would say in times not really capable of acting on his own. You know, so it's Correct. good that he has people around him that are a good supporting cast. You know, as every good hero needs supporting cast. So most yeah, definitely, I agree. Agreed. Um, and then the second thing that I took away from this is that you guys hear me harp about stakes, right? I harp about it all the time because it's it's crucial to storytelling to have stakes that are stay high. This show tells you what the stakes are. No, it, well, that doesn't even tell you. Like, yeah, there are moments where the, the characters are explaining things, but, like, you understand tenfold how dangerous this is because you're dealing with time travel. And, the, and this show keeps that stake super high because every time these characters choose to time leap or do something that could affect the timeline, you can see the hesitation on their faces. You can see them being like, dude, do we need to do this? If we do this, shit can go wrong. If we do this, will we succeed? If we do this, will we break time? If we do this, will the world change in a negative way? And they have to consider that every single time they time leap because the characters themselves understand that the stakes are always high when you deal with this kind of stuff. It's not cute. This is not cute subject matter they're dealing with. Time travel is dangerous, especially when they're the first people to do it. They don't know what the hell they're going to... Like, they know what they're doing, kind of, but they're the first. They are the hamsters in the wheel. They are the test dummies themselves in their own experiment with this concept of time travel. So they know that there's, their decisions are crucial. They're all imperative decisions because they're they're in the forefront of this technology. Um, instead of, cause like in, in an anime where I would say the stakes were ignored, um, which would be a lot of anime out there, what would happen is that it, the stakes are high for the first time travel leap and then they're not, and then they just time travel all cutesy and you know, like it, like it's no big deal every other time after. And that to me takes away from like the, the, the grandeur of the time traveling to me, the time traveling is important in this one because they have to consider it so hard every time. Um, and when they do time travel very, you know, consecutively, you can at least see the toll it takes on the characters. You can see how tired Okab is after time leaping 3,000 times, you know? Like, you can see on him, like, his body's like, I am fucked up right now because I have time leaped a million times. So, I think this show, supporting casts are one of the best ever in, in this in this iteration of Science Gate. Because of what I've said previously, and I think um, Okabe is a wonderful lead protagonist because, again, he is broken. He is not the optimal hero all the time. His friends are the ones that push him forward. the 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 world he lives in pushes him forward, um, or holds him back. And then again, that's where his friends come in at the, at the right times. And well, writing wise, stakes main, are maintained throughout the whole thing. I mean, the fact that he's flawed lets the other characters come in. That's the whole thing. Absolutely. Right? You know, if, if Absolutely. he if he was like this invincible super guy. No one else would ever have to do anything, no. so it doesn't. That doesn't really leave much room for the other characters to have like their own parts in the story. Um, and whereas that is much more the case in this this season as I, than compared to the last season, I would say. So I w- yeah, I would say that this season the, the supporting cast had a major, a more 
um, like forefront action role in this in this one than the first one. I was pretty impressed with the voice acting in this. Um, there Me are definitely too. some scenes in this anime where the the stakes are high, right? Like the stakes and a lot of and the stakes ultimately are World are World War Three. You know? Yeah, exactly, dude. World and War Three is the ultimate bad thing that could happen. What is the name of it? Um, Dai Sanji Sekai Taisen. I think it's the, the how they the fact they said it like a million times. So I haven't memorized. Um, and that's I mean it doesn't get much bigger than that because if any if some con- some country got their hands on this time travel machine, they would just go back in time to the point to a time in which they could you know conquer the world easily. And so exactly. you know that's the ultimate stakes. And so. When they're having conversations about certain things, the things get very heated, and the voice acting is great. Like they really do a a great job. Like the main the main voice is Amamoru Miyano, who does mm-hmm. who, who does Rentaro, and his voice, his his actor is very good. Like he definitely does a great job of of inserting emotion into yeah, the, the panic. The, you know? Yeah, the panic, like like the 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 desperate the the desperateness of those conversations were like the ultimate, like. Or failure in those moments is, you know, will the world be destroyed? Um, is, you know, it, it helps to like inject life into the story. So, also, the music is really good in this. There were a couple spots it where I was, like, really I was like, damn, this is. is some really nice, like, orchestral shit here, which I always appreciate. And all the animation is also good. I, I don't really feel like yeah. the show needs to have great animation because it's not like some show mm-hmm. where they're having like fights. It scenes is or something. heavily story driven. The story carries the show hard. I just I feel like it has better animation than it really needs. But that's probably because it's Steins Gate. You know, it's gonna have a um, it's gonna have a budget. Can I, I so. jump on the uh, voice acting real quick? Totally. Mamoru Miyano's performance do. in the first season was one of my favorites of his. It's so, I he has such a wide variety of voices that he can like utilize. It is great. Like he can do serious characters. Like he is. Um, uh, Light Yagami in Death Note. He's also wow, ridden in Free. Uh, and he can also do, like, at the very opposite, these very goofy characters. Like, he um, plays Ryuji in Persona 5. He was... Um, I'm trying to think of another really goofy character. Uh, he was Kira Masomi in Dorarara. He plays such so... Such a wide variety, and his character in Okabe Okabe Ren or Okabe in the first season, he he uses all of them in just that one character. He, does. he goes from he does. super serious to very like goofy and over the top, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that having that time, having that vocal talent, is probably like the most ideal situation for a character like uh, Rintaro because. The character himself has a duality. He has the persona of Hyonin Kiyoma, right? And he has himself Okabe Rintaro, who is kind of who can be silly, but he's mostly serious. It's his persona of mad scientist that goes off the wall, off the rails. So having that vocal talent, Mandy, I'm like I'm glad that you're here to point this shit out because it fits super well with the character in this show. Mamoru Miyano is one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've heard you speak his name. Someone mentioned times. voice acting. I was like, yes, let me jump in. <laughs> <laughs> I can do All this All right, part. I'm done. <laughs> D- despite how good the show is, there are some things about it that I don't love. Um, what did you not like? I'm interested about, so, about what you did. Yeah, like. so my main, my main problems with the show are that I think it meanders a little too long in the middle, especially. They, okay. Like, I kind of I understand Steinsgate's story plenty, you know, so I think they kind of go a little too long on, 
oh, you know, like, um, you know, Mayuri's going to die, and the war, ifs, war, yeah. World War Three, and Kurisu this and Kurisu that, and I, I feel like they spend maybe, like, four episodes too much on that, uh, and it's because it's, I think the viewer gets it, you know? Like, you've seen Steins Gate 1, you know, you kind of know what's happening, and I felt like they kind of reinforced it a little too much. You know, I was kind of like, okay, I get it, you know, let's go on. So, like, I thought that, like, I would call that maybe, like, for me, for me at least, I would call that maybe pacing. Um, the, the only other thing mm-hmm. I would, the only other thing that kind of bothered me was, for me, the show gets a little too silly at times. Um, they'll go from Steinsgate does this thing where they they seem to go from very intense scenes where there's like you know things are like big things are on the line, and then they and then they'll transition into like a silly scene where, you know, they're in like a maid cafe and the girls being silly or, right or well, they have to clean up. Uh, the like that girl's bedroom or something. Yeah, clean up the lab yeah. or whatever. Like they go mm-hmm. from they go from like really intense like this is this is important shit happening to, you know, chunks of time where like they're just goofing off. And and I and I understand that that's because they want to have some like fun comedy in it, but it's not really like my personal taste. Like I don't know that that's really like a bad thing, but I I just I don't know I I I, uh, I sort of don't like being taken out of the intensity as often. So the those two things I think I that I didn't like love about it, but I don't know that that's the pacing, I definitely I, think, might yeah. be an issue, but the other thing is just personal taste. But yeah, so I th- no, I think um, you pointed out like the one thing I didn't like about the show, which is that, it's, which is that it's pacing. Um, a couple, I think a couple things that go into it. I think they had to hit twenty three episodes, maybe, and because of that, they had to put those like filler. Like I call those I, those episodes to me, although like I would say like those episodes like. 60% of them were filler, then 40% they still dropped plot points. So you have to watch them. But I agree with you that in those episodes, they ran the risk of losing the tension of the story. Um, for me, I was heavily engaged. So for me, it didn't really... Um, it didn't really matter because I was... I was I, I'm, I'm their best-case scenario where like I'm hyper-engaged with the show. Um, but for people that don't really like sci-fi and they and they gave the show a shot like they like those episodes would i think lose those people which is a risk you take so i'm with you where if i had to critique the show in a in like a very like like this is the one thing that you need to fix i i would say that to, it, i would say it would be to tighten up the presentation of the story i will my small counter to that though to you and i Mitz, is yeah. that this is also a very convoluted complex time travel sci-fi story right so they do need time like this this I, if this was a 13 episode anime it would be bad i could tell oh, yeah, I, I don't I, think they could I do it that, that's too fast i don't think they could do it I, they couldn't do it the way they did it this way in 13 episodes or even in like or even in like 17 or 18 episodes i think 23 is a little too much i feel like if they had 20 episodes that'd be perfect um because i think i think there were only like about three episodes they they really meandered off like the entire premise whatsoever but um but i do think that the a charm of steinsgate is its comedy i don't like it in this approach i do like it in character moments that are uh, that are organic in in when they when they are like say they're discussing the next plan right and then like and then like daru says some dumb shit while they're discussing like that's daru like that's his character that happens but to take an entire episode to like clean the laboratory then have like an etchy boob scene out of nowhere um that's yeah is like is a minus because like you know like i get it like these like that like that fenris character is like that and that's totally in her in her character but like 
it didn't like it didn't have to be there. Yeah, you know, there, oh, cat girl. There were yeah, cat girl. There were a few too many. She's of those. my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, there were there there were a few too many of those. Like there was a scene where she was literally sexually assaulting. Um, uh, Moika. The yeah, Moika, and yeah. you know you got like the the full boob, the full frame boobs, and then she's like basically sexually assaulting her, and then there was a scene later where. Kagari and Ma- was feeding Mayuri a banana, and I was like, I was like, where is this one going? Where is this right, going? I was yeah. like, does it have to be a banana? That's a shame. Exactly. But like, yeah, um, it was a little too much of that yeah. for me. But I do, I do like uh, what our listener Shep in the chat is saying is that um, sometimes those moments are there to release the tension of the show because it is also stressful on the viewer to like be stressed the whole show. So I totally understand that, and that's why you have characters like Daru to drop a dumb comedy line here and there and that's fine like that is organic he was built that way but to have like you know an entire 20 minutes dedicated to you know cleaning yeah. a lab and then boobs like out of nowhere where the world war three is the end result if things go wrong like you like you could release tension in different in like a different yeah, manner right? i i understand i understand the concept of releasing tension i think for me it was maybe just we released the tension uh a little too much and maybe in the wrong way at times but you know, if I want to see someone feed a banana to another person, I'll go watch High School DxD or something. You know, it could it could have been. You know, right. There are there are other there are other things. You know, let's have the characters go. Um, let's have them. Let's have them go to a Halloween party or something. I don't know. Do um, you know something different? But but I get right. it. I I understand releasing right. tension. So definitely. Yeah. So um. So I'm what, I I want to say this next thing and you let me know if if we if we should or shouldn't but I kind of don't really want to discuss the plot points of the show. It is such a complex story that has plot twists that have reveals that are important and they and experiencing them fresh like fresh with no real discourse around them is probably the best way to enjoy it. And I don't want to take that away from the listeners even by giving a real non-spoiler review. I think what we said so far covers it, like actually covers it very well where we are discussing premise, how the stakes are maintained, how the characters work and how the story moves forward really well. Um, and then we also gave criticism. So like, bef- like you tell me if you want to get into like specific stuff, but I don't really no. want to. I don't I, really want to. Cause I feel like it would take away from the listeners that are going to watch the show. I was surprised just like I was in the last season, how violent the show became towards the end. Like there were a couple of violent yes, scenes. Be ready for that. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I, and I really enjoyed that. And I was like, wow, this show can really have some good action and it's going to have some violence when it wants to. And that found me kind of wishing that it had a little more of that. And considering the, considering the stakes are so high and the, the, and people want the people want the time travel so bad that, you know, it has room for that if they wish to have it in there. Um, I also thought that there were some pretty good plot twists that I didn't see coming. Totally. I, me too, man. And I was, like, too. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. I didn't see that at all coming. And then it came, and I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. But yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, me me too. And, like, and like this is, like, I really, I think I've only done this one other time before with, like, Devil May Cry Baby. I think it was where I didn't want to really, really discuss, like, pointers, like, plot points. Um, I don't, I don't like doing this, but it is... I promise you, listen, like you guys listening, like it is in your best well, interest to take, you know, like I, I mean, I want to speak on it a little more, I, but I just like don't, I don't, don't I just don't want to promise like plot points. I don't think you need to discussion. I think the people right. that are the people that are watching Steins Gate and like, if you haven't seen the first Steins Gate, don't even bother watching this one. You're not gonna get it. But if you have, if you're, if you, but it, and if you're the other person that's seen the first Steins Gate, you already know the plot, so you don't really need, you don't need to do it. You know what I mean? 
What do you mean by need to? Oh, like you like, don't need like, to talk like, about the plot. The, the people that have watched, right. the people that that you're. I think you're mostly talking to. I don't want. I, you're right. I, I don't want to spoil the story for the people that haven't seen it at all. But the people <laughs> that because be, because but, unlike most anime that have come out recently, this one has plenty that you could get spoiled on and would ruin a lot of like the rising action of the finale. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. People don't yeah, want to. So, people don't want to be spoiled anyway. So right, exactly. So can I just ask a quick question? Totally. As someone who didn't finish it, um, did this one add anything to the story? Like, if this never existed, this like like if Science Gate Zero never existed, uh, does it feel like? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question. Does it feel like it added anything to the original story I, at all, I, or does I, it not need to exist at all? I think it totally does, and not in a story aspect, but these characters grow in an amazing way. Okay. In an amazing way, and like I, I grew to love the original cast a lot. I grew to love the additional characters a lot because, again, like the writing for this season, impeccable. It really was. They managed this ridiculous premise, like this ridiculous, convoluted, plot twisty premise, and yet everything was good. Like characters were there. All of them were like, you know, um, uh, they 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 yeah they they were themselves the whole time. There was no like character decision that was like what the fuck. No, it was all like really good. <laughs> and like I think that's a major achievement when you tackle a sci-fi premise like this and have twenty three episodes to do with a gi- with like a pretty big character cast that's, that that is considered core. It's an achievement. So watching that unfold. I think is enough for you as a fan of the show or as a new watcher of the a viewer of the show. That's a good that's a good thing to watch it for because these characters develop in a really meaningful way. And so I don't have much um, I don't have much more to add to it. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, me neither. So if you want to score, I, I'll I can score after um, with clo- with, a clo- with like a closing thought as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good anime. I think that if you're a fan of the original Steins Gate, you're, you're certainly gonna like this this one. If you didn't like the original, if you didn't like the original Steins Gate, well, I mean, it's too it's too similar to the original in, in too many ways for for me to expect that you'd like this one if you didn't like the first one. So, um, I'd agree. I'd yeah. agree there. Mm-hmm. I I think the the pacing lost me a few times in the middle. I, you know, I didn't really. I thought it. it I, I I wouldn't say I was bored necessarily, but like there were some times where I like. I did catch myself, you know, kind of drifting off during some of the goofy parts. Um, I don't love all the characters in it, for sure. I definitely don't like Ferris. She drives me nuts. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she drives me nuts. Um, yeah, it, and it's... Um, otherwise, like, I, I particularly like Okabe. Like, I think he's a, he's probably the best character in the show for me. For uh, sure. I, I I, and Kurisu is, is a really great character. And... Um, the plot twists are really good. I think overall, like it's a good show. It's aesthetically, there's really nothing to complain about. And um, I probably would give it something like I can't remember what I gave the original Steins Gate. Probably a, around a four, I would say. So I'm just gonna. I mean, I I can't really say this is better or worse than the original Steins Gate. It's, it's for me, it's about the same. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh, uh, four ben what four bananas in a microwave. Nice. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Manny. Did you feel comfortable scoring it? You can. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> um, I. I think that, and I actually like the question you asked, Manny. I think that yes, the show, 
Like if it if it never came out, it would take away nothing from how good the first season is, right? Mm-hmm. However, if you watch the show, you will. I think you will. I mean, depending on how you feel about the first one, because as Mitsugi said, you know very well, this one doesn't do. This one is, is it's it's Steinsgate. It's Steinsgate done well, you know. So, if you want, if you like these characters, if you want to see them go through a lot more shit, and and, and, and written in a really good way where the supporting cast is great the music is good the OPs are cool the ED was cool um, R- Rintaro Okabe is a magnificent magnificent he is really good magnificent magnificent like lead, magnificent sorry I'm, I don't know uh, he's a great lead <laughs> protagonist of the show he was incredible to watch and the voice acting was really good I thoroughly enjoyed my time watching this anime uh, I watched it as it was coming out, and I rewatched the last five episodes earlier today just to like get that in my head again. Um, and I still enjoyed it again. So to me, although not perfect, it's not a perfect anime because it does drag. There's some episodes in there that didn't like. They just, I can tell they just had to meet 23 episodes. Um, I'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of 4.5 um, timelines out of five because. This was a, this was such a rewarding thing to watch after loving the first season so much. So, that's my take. Okay, so I think cool. that rounds up to a four point five. I'm looking forward to watching the rest. Okay, shall yeah. we shall we shall we shuffle along to the next thing? Let's sure. shuffle. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Mailbag. I just want to add that I moved the thing down the board on YouTube today flawlessly. I, I am so proud. I didn't miss a <laughs> single one. It was perfect. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, if you want to leave a mailbag, you can do it on our website again, aaapodcast.com. Website is uh, should be much faster than it has been in a long time. So please go to the website, check it out. So that was definitely an effort to get that thing running again. And leave us a mailbag so we can answer it on the podcast for you. Just like Icy Rose always does. Icy Rose wrote, Hi, Triple A hosts. Anime can be pretty predictable at times. I want to show. Starts going downhill. It's very difficult for it to redeem itself. So I was wondering, when was the last time an anime has surprised you and managed to turn things around uh, for you? Mm, I think, actually, actually, the first Steins gave a good example for me because I there were a couple episodes in the first season where I was like, what is this? What's going to happen here? Like, what is like, where is this going? And then the last couple, the last arc really redeemed it for me in a really big way. So actually on brand with today, I think the first science gate is pretty, it's pretty redeeming in the end. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, right? It's the only one I could think of off the top of my head because um, the first Steinskate starts off very slice of life. And Super not that I, I love slice of life, but I was also kind of like, I wonder where this is going to go. And then all of a sudden it just switches gears and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now you've got my attention. <laughs> Man, for me, there's a lot of shows that start off with like a lot of plot in the beginning and then the middle is like bare bones. And then the ending is like more plot and they wrap it up. There's there's a ton of examples of this. Some of the most obvious recent ones are the the TV series of Little Witch Academia. I thought was like not so interesting in the middle, and then at the end they kind of you know hit a home run sort of. I thought it was very exciting at the end. Then there's shows like Fortune Arterial that like had a story in the beginning, and then it just turns into what happened, and then it sort of rebounds and wraps things up at the end. 
There's shows, also shows like Dimension W that sort of do that. I kind of feel that way about Kill a Kill a little bit. Kill a Kill, I thought, really, me for me, I know Kill a Kill is like really, really polarizing, but I felt like that show sort of meandered in the, in the middle a little bit and started to, started to lose me, but the ending was really redeeming. So I'm not sure if I've answered this question correctly, but I think there's a ton of examples of this. So, okay. Cool. Alrighty. Um. So, Mini Ziata or Zira? How you say that? I'm sorry. Oh, I have no I idea. Mini Mini Zira. Mini Zira writes. Hello, I'm a new listener and just joined your Discord today. Heck yes. I listen in. <laughs> I listen in during work and on the recent podcast. It was mentioned that one anime make you cry, or the some anime make you cry every single episode. I am an emotional beam. Bean, and I have some anime that have made me cry more than five episodes in a row, such as Your Lion April and Nana. Oh, dude, you're great. <laughs> Are there any anime that have made made you back into a newborn uh, baby crying every 30 minutes and keep up the great work? And oh, for me, which is probably yeah. my comment that sparked this, was Natsume. Natsume always makes me cry every episode. It's so healing. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Natsume I... has a way of like pulling out uh emotions that are like hidden deep inside of me and it's like i i don't know because every episode every um the central like theme around natsume is around loneliness and it's not like uh um i wouldn't say it's a negative anime it's very positive it's about healing and it's so great i love it (laughs) yeah i i don't um i don't really know for me if i can answer this question well because like I am, I feel like I I'm either dead inside or I feel a lot. So my usual state is very like I'm not like I feel happiness and all that stuff, but I'm not very like I don't emote a lot. Is what I'm trying to say. So like anime to make me cry has to be like really sad, like really sad. And so I I don't think I've ever watched an anime that made me cry that often. Like at endings and stuff, yes, but like not like every not like consecutive episodes so like i'm sorry thanks for joining the discord i love you for mentioning nana but i don't know if i can answer your question yeah i don't really feel like i have a good answer either i certainly cry easily i cry i cry at classical music i cry at i I cry i'm doing movies but anime does make me cry i've cried plenty of times but it doesn't happen every episode probably the saddest anime i've ever seen that i cried i would say the the largest number of episodes during was full moon osagashite Searching for the full moon. I always mention this show because I feel like I cried for like five hours during that show. It's just so depressing. It's so <laughs> crushing. Uh, but even in that show, I don't feel like I cried every episode. I mean, that's a 52-episode show, so I'd be crying an awful damn lot. But it's that's a tough one to watch for sure. There's many parts of that that are just like, just like, good Lord, just let me have a break. Um, and then other shows like Clannad After Story, it will crush you about as hard as anything ever will. That's oh also God. kind of a cliche answer, but it's the truth. It's, so. It is the truth, though. Yeah. So, um, last one. Um. Yeah. So this one comes in from Yotaro Vegeta, and he says, "Hey, so I wonder, what does it take to become a podcast host? We know Mitsugi is a hardened battle veteran, but what else? What Rawr. about the other hosts? Did you, <laughs> did you have any experiences that prepared you for take for talking to an audience? Were you members of the debate club, student council presidents, maniacs who scream obscenities in in the streets? That's yes. actually a really good question because I don't know. I don't know if you know like how I got invited to do the podcast. Like, 
um, so I went on the, on the Japan trip, right? And I got I I would say that we became pretty close, like on uh, on this two week. I mean, you both did, you, but you were both on the Japan trip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandy, uh-huh. I, Mandy and I, I just I was just trying to like speak from like my perspective, but like yeah, Mandy <laughs> and I went to the Japan trip. Um, we I think we got pretty close, and then I'm on the internet one day, just like being me on the internet, and then all of a sudden I get this text that's like, yo. You want to be a host on the podcast, and like I was like, was I really, don't know if I'm good enough. Was it really that nonchalant? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I mean, you sent me a very well written like paragraph of information. Well, of, well, of course. Of course, because you are. That's how. That's who you are. Um, but I, the only experience I have that was applicable to this is that I did radio in college, so I did speak to a live audience all the time. Um, we and our our radio station used to get like a pretty good amount of hits so i w- and i had a prime time six to eight slot so like i knew people were listening to me but that was mostly music and not like a talking thing right um that's the closest thing i've got so, um the only thing that i thought was that i could do is that i'm very social i can talk to people about anything for a really long time and i don't really get shy i'm not a nervous dude like i'll talk to literally fucking anyone about anything anywhere um, so that's really all I had behind me, and yet I didn't think I was—I didn't think I could do a good job on this podcast. And I think I'm okay um, so far. I think after, I'll reevaluate after a year on the podcast, which would be in December, dude. Can you believe that? I, a year honestly, already? I don't even want to think about that. That's dude, it's time it's is passing crazy. too quick. It's too—it's slipping, slipping, yeah. slipping into the future so then, too fast. So then, a little like just a short amount of time after that initial message, where I was like, I don't know, Mitch, so I need to think about it. You just threw me on an episode. It was you, me, and Brains because you like everyone had to cancel on you that day, unfortunately. And you just threw me into the fire. And I was like, well, if this is what this is, then I guess I can do it. <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, I have no background experience. Um, <laughs> like, I've never been like part of a debate club. I wasn't, oh, man, I haven't done any voice work. I will say that it was always my dream to be a voice actress. But unfortunately, uh, lung disease kind of ruined that for me. <laughs> but but uh, I did one time turn in a demo for uh, Dragon Age Inqu- Inquisition, Inquisition. Sorry, and of course, obviously, I didn't get it. <laughs> but uh, that's like the only time I've ever tried for anything other than this. Uh, Mitz put down some really good, um, like points of things that you might need to, to if you're looking your into being a podcaster i mean so like the most important thing about all of this and it's something that a lot of other that a lot of not not necessarily anime podcasts i don't have any particular podcast to cite specifically but podcasts that have multiple people sometimes they lack chemistry between the people that are I speaking agree. and mm-hmm. so and that's really important and it's important because anybody can get comfortable speaking in front of an audience you can go do toastmasters you can just do a podcast and be bad at it and then gradually get good because you just do it for a long time. But having the chemistry or having having natural charisma is something that you can't really teach people, right? And you kind of have to have the exact correct people that all come together to make that chemistry. And so, like, the reason why, the reason why I thought that you guys were such good choices was because on the Japan trip, I thought that, I thought that that was demonstrated pretty well. And also, I thought that the two of you particularly had fantastic chemistry with each other and so that was like that made the choices obvious it was like i was like well here's enzo who seems to get along with literally every human i've ever seen and then (laughs) and here's mandy who has an immediate powerful rapport with enzo and it's just it's just a dead giveaway like 
even if you guys were bad at speaking initially, which honestly you weren't, you would learn and you would learn how to do that. But it's 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 like when people listen to podcasts like this one, they want to feel like they're sitting around with a bunch of friends, right? And so people Correct. and yeah. so the people that are speaking, they need to be friends too. And otherwise it just doesn't work. And so and so it's really hard to find that to find the right people. Like it's whenever this podcast loses a host, it's a it's tragic. Like it's really hard to find another person. It really is. And so you really have to have that right person. And and Kazo and I thought you guys were those right people. So it's as simple as that. Oh. Damn, y'all made a Thank mistake. You. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no. Joking, of course. No, I'm happy you guys picked I, us. I have never been more excited to go to New York this time, particularly. I was excited last time, but this time I'm really excited too. And I want to just hang out with you guys and eat ramen and eat go-go curry. And yes, which we forgot ha- to do last time. Which we're going to do that this time. And we're just going to have a damn good time the whole damn time. Dude, and we all need four f- hosts reunited. All four hosts and the mods of the Discord too. Let's go. And we, need, and we need to figure out when we can do this escape room because I really want to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, it's, it's, the schedule <laughs> oh, is a little tight. Our weekend is already packed. <laughs> it's already packed, but okay. So, all right, guys. That's well, a good question. Uh, another good podcast episode. Thank, thank you, everybody, for listening. And yeah. thank you to uh, everyone who watched live, everybody listening at home. I hope it was fun for you to, to hear us. Uh, you know, I hope you, got, I hope you learned about some quote-unquote great and supposed great anime from the past. That's kind of our opinions, but that you can pick up and uh, watch and enjoy with yourself and your friends. And, of course, head over to the website, aaapodcast.com forward slash join is where you would go to help this podcast continue to exist. We just dumped a, sh- I don't want to say a shitload, but I just did a shitload of money on the website because it was basically destroyed. So, you know, podcasting is expensive. So we really do need support, at, especially at certain times. So we're going to give you guys a crap load of extra episodes uh, to help entertain you for that. And we're about to do an after party after this. So definitely stick around for that if you're watching live. And um, check out that Hobby Addicts because you're going to want to find out how Mitsuki <laughs> Demonstrated oh, your he, poor druid. My poor druid that, <laughs> that was piloted by the most by the biggest noob ever um, <laughs> into destruction, perhaps. And um, and check us out on um, check out Enzo's Instagram, which is what uh, at Enzo Badia E N Z O B A D I A. And then and then you guys are both on Twitter, Manny. What is your Twitter? Sir Quindy zero one. <laughs> That's right, because someone took the original. Yeah. It's uh, S-A-R-Q-U-I-N-D-I. I should have made a new one, but I never did. <laughs> and and, and nice. definitely join the Discord, because we're all on there, and we'll, we'll be happy to talk with you. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Come to New York. Bye. Yes, come to New York, Anime NYC. Bye.